Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about wading through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host. Joining me is... I'm Ben Enns, and would you believe, after last episode, I'm back for more? Today we're continuing with Tsukihime. We've made it through the intro, prologue, and first four days of the Arsuid route. We ended with a climactic fight against Chaos, which left both Shiki and Arsuid licking their wounds, even though they emerged victorious. Yeah, uh, today's episode is going to have content warnings for at least the following. Sexual assault, gore, violence, incest, child abuse, sex scenes with underage characters, misogyny, and death. Maybe more if we can think of anything else in the middle of the episode. If we haven't scared you off yet, let's get into day five. <laughs> okay, okay. First of all, we should talk about Arceid's name. Archeid. Arcuid? Arcuid. Arcuid? Arcuid. 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 I think it's I Arcuid. There's definitely an arc in there. <laughs> yeah. The first three letters are arc. I refuse. Arc. So if you want to be charitable, you could just call her arc, which uh-huh. is what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> Fen, will you pronounce the uh, katakana for us? <laughs> oh, God. Let me look at it again. You have um, more practice than me recently. Oh, gods, I sure don't have practice reading katakana, though. No, you don't. Uh, Arcuid. Arcuid. though. But Arcuid. So, uh, yeah, I was absolutely wrong for the entire last episode. I'm still not really convinced what the, uh, what the version that would be pronounced in, like, american voice acting would sound like you know what i mean yeah and i would love to hear it out loud which i'm going to have to wait until <laughs> later to hear Are we watching the the anime we're probably gonna watch the anime oh you're talking about the like the specific tsukihime anime yes. where where she looks like wildly wrong her eyes are so wrong in that picture fan uh-huh if we could find it, we should watch it and do, like, one episode on it. Uh-huh. That would be fun. <laughs> Her um, eyes are haunting me still. So, so, yeah. how does day five begin? Day five. Blue Scar of Sin. October 25th, a Monday. After the the big fight, um, how did he get back home? Did Archeid carry him home? I think, yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ark right, right, carries right. him home and uh, drops him off in his bed. Yeah, after patching him up with some dog flesh. Uh-huh. I, like, various animals. Or it's various more like, animals. It's not, even, it's not even, like, animal. It's, like, primordial soup. Some zoo flesh. Yeah. He wakes up in his bed in the mansion and is like, oh, God, I gotta go to school. He know he he's not on that shit where he's like oh it was all a dream anymore he's gotten over that mm-hmm. and he's like thank God though I can finally return to a normal life the monster is dead the vampire Archeid's hunting is dead and I can just go back to school and we st- there are eleven days in this visual novel yeah so all of this feels really surreal mm-hmm. <laughs> because. Yeah, it just because you're like, what the what the fuck is the rest of this? Uh huh. It's like, oh, we 
well, I guess we finished the big bad. What's going to happen next? <laughs> just dating. We've the rest barely of just started dating, dating our our and uh I assume that we're going to get more of that, but mm -hmm. uh I guess for now we're back to like normal uh well, as normal as like Shiki's life can be, but mm -hmm. you know, relatively normal slice of life, go to school, that kind of thing. So he's rolling around in bed being happy, and then he notices that Hisui's been there the whole time staring at him. <laughs> and everyone's mad at him. He's been missing. He he has been missing for like a day or two, because he went straight from being intercepted by Arcreid to the hotel to the final showdown. He never went home in all that time, so everyone's yeah. furious He hasn't at slept him. in a bed for like two days. <laughs> uh -huh. Also, uh, Arcreid, when she did bring him back to the mansion... Dumped him on the doorstep and ran away. <laughs> uh-huh. Seems fine. I said that it, I when I was going through this, I was like, just say that you were attacked by the serial killer. That's not even a lie. Uh-huh. And uh, no, he, he doesn't say anything about what happened. He says that he got into a little fight and told Hisui not to tell anyone because he's all beat up and asks her to bring disinfectants. She brings him some disinfectants. Kohaku comes and is like, fucking take your clothes off so I can help treat your wounds. And he's like, I know. She's like, I've already seen your dick. It's fine. <laughs> she does. She sure does say that. Uh-huh. She does settle on getting his shirt off to treat some of those wounds. I don't uh -huh. know how much, uh, how Which many bites on his ass there he are. does need. <laughs> he does need some help. He's still pretty fucked up. He has so many wounds. Like, none of them are bad? Mm -hmm. That bad. But there is a definite risk for infection. Yeah, he was getting digested by monsters. Uh-huh. He should take better care of his body. Uh-huh. Also, you know, even when it's not being digested by monsters. <laughs> Just all the time. Whether or not your body is being digested by a monster right now, you should take care of it. This has been a public service announcement by Crime <laughs> Rules Actually. <laughs> Okay, so he has to go downstairs and talk to his sister. And this is our first choice of the day. What to say to Akiha? Do we ben, give her... What? You did forget uh, um, Kohaku saying, wow, you really are a boy. When <laughs> she gets Shiki's shirt off. Because he got beat up, right? Because he got into a fight? Uh, yeah, I think it's also a, like, oh, wow, attractive. Is that what that is? Oh, I didn't even read it like that. I mean, she's already seen him naked. Why would she be... Hi, listen, I don't know. They, mm -hmm. they, need to, they need to have that be said for the camera so that you can be excited for dating her in, you know, three or four routes. God, awful. Okay, back to, back to choice one. We can either... Give no explanation, but apologize. No explanation uh, and give a lie or just tell her the truth. So I apologized. I also apologized. Uh, he, yeah. That seems like the way to go. Yeah. Like, it, how do you explain it to her? Even if, yeah. How? So how would you tell the truth even if you wanted to? Mm -hmm. But also I don't want to straight up lie. So mm -hmm. just saying sorry and not actually telling her what happened seems like the best course of action. Yeah, it's like, she, Akiha doesn't know anything about magic shit, you know? Yeah. 
So he says he can't say what happened. She smashes a teacup and orders his maid, he's sweet, to clean it up. Which is a pretty shitty thing to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and he says, I didn't do anything bad in the, in the last couple days. Uh, I, I promise. So please don't worry too much. And she lets him, lets it go, but says, you never fucking do anything like this again, you little bitch. She's she's clearly both concerned for his safety and also at least a little bit about appearances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like a, yeah, there's a really interesting line that she walks where I think, yeah, a lot of the time she can come off as like just a mean sister. Mm-hmm. And then there are moments like this where it's like, okay, it's mostly caring about you and the I need to keep up appearances for this family has Mm -hmm. taken a backseat a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's worried he's going to get caught by the serial killer. And he's like, oh, don't worry about that. There's no serial killer anymore. And she's she gives him like the stink eye. Like, what? What does that mean? But she doesn't press him. This is the first moment where I was like okay so he's really confident about that he's so confident there have to be more serial killers just a cavalcade of serial killers yeah he's got a real he's got some fucking pep in his step because of all this Mm -hmm. okay he heads off to school uh isn't on the way to school he's like oh no i'm never gonna see her again his chest hurts etc etc he goes to class uh, Arihiko is like, let's skip school together because he wants his own romance route. <laughs> oh, Arihiko deserves his own romance route. Uh huh. Maybe in the remake. Yeah. Yumi Zuka, uh, the girl who butted into their conversation about the serial killer on like day one, is still absent. It's noted. I'm so curious. She must show up at some point. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, it's just fascinating. She's nothing here. Yeah, she's yeah, she's nothing. We'll we'll see. Which I guess, given how absolutely absent Sakura is from all of the Fate Stay Night routes except for Heaven's Feel, mm-hmm. I guess like makes sense. Yeah, 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 saving some cards for later. In the sense that, like, I can see, yeah. I'm sure that she has a much larger part to play. But it's just interesting that, like, she got a sprite and, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure didn't, uh, sure didn't get much screen time. Of course, there is always the chance that she was supposed to have a big role given that there's two weeks of pre big stuff, school life stuff that got cut. You know what I mean? That's possible. Possible, but I think she's probably got something going on in a later route. Yeah. Uh, Ar- Arihiko uh, skips out when the bell rings because he was only in school to check on Shiki. <laughs> then he leaves school. They're such good friends. I love them it's, together. It's very good. Both as friends and lovers. Uh-huh. At lunchtime, CL catches up to Shiki and then sniffs him. I... CL rules. <laughs> She's so good. Every... So... One, this had me thinking, she's she's doing an awful lot of sniffing, seems to, like, smell blood on him or something. Mm-hmm. Is she a vampire? Mm-hmm. Is she just also a vampire? Because that be seems vampire. Uh, like a possibility. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, she just really likes sniffing people, which, you know, fair. She's suspicious. She's your bliss. suspicious sniff. Yeah, it's super, it's super interesting. This is the... <laughs> 
You're not on my route, are you, Sniff? <laughs> so she drags him to the cafeteria it, it for lunch. It sure is, because uh, we didn't mention it, but um, this is, in fact, uh, unique to our seeds route. Yeah, we've we've crossed the the. Well, we've crossed the first one. the first Rubicon, mm-hmm. in that uh, we're we are going to go back to a little bit of a common stuff, and then we're going to go really mm-hmm. just dive into where the where the plot separates. Mm-hmm. So class is over. Choice two for the day: what to do. Is Shiki going to go looking for Ark? Is he going to hang out in the classroom, or should he go home and take a nap? How could how could you do anything except for look for Archeid? Gotta go looking for Archeid. That is also what I picked. I yeah, I just she's so good. <laughs> it turns up nothing. He wanders around looking and it doesn't see anything. He heads home and at the gate, Hisui's been standing there for God knows how long, like a lost puppy, uh-huh. just, just waiting for him to come home. All of this, I adore. It's so, like, Shiki walking around, just missing Arcoid, and just, like, not knowing what to do with his life, and then coming home and seeing Hisui and being like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and just how sad Hisui is that, that she's not getting attention, just all of this rules. Mm-hmm. So he tells her, tells Hisui, don't wait for me at the gate anymore. And she's like, fine, I'll wait in the lobby for you. I'll wait inside. (laughs) It's so sad. But we are not on Hisui's route, so alas. We are not on Hisui's route. So he he wonders what to do with himself for the rest of the night. He's all antsy. He's still thinking about Ark. And he dozes off thinking about her. I mean, fair. Uh Uh-huh. And then... She's very good. Isn't he funny? wakes up and someone's silently entering the room. Who is entering the room? So, this is choice three. Who's coming into the room? Arquian, CL, or Akiha? This is, to, to <sighs> note, this is your reward for playing this far and reading this much bullshit. This is the <laughs> mid root blowjob scene. Reward in heavy quotes. <laughs> Someone thinks it's a reward. Um, it's so clear that Nasu hates writing sex uh-huh. scenes. It is abundantly mm-hmm. clear. Um, so I did Arquid yeah, first. Yeah. Arquid is the one that is the correct choice for this route. The CL scene we'll cover yes. in the next next route i was gonna say next episode but we've long since crossed that line five episodes ben five episodes (laughs) for this game yeah that was that was the goal five episodes we're gonna do it monthly we also will cover the akiha scene i guess in this episode (laughs) after (laughs) at the let's do that at the end of day five just go back and talk about it sure um because the actual akiha route diverges so much from this that you don't get to get to you don't have to experience this scene in her route i mean you don't have to ever experience this scene if you don't want to that's and... true we'll talk about it in vain uh-huh. we'll just talk about it a little bit yeah God, it's these aren't good nope. none of these are good is the thing 
Yeah. I feel like we have to talk about it just because um, I'm a completionist. It Yes, and also it sure is part of what this game was at the time. Exactly. I think it's worth noting that, again, this is a very old game. And to some extent, part of the expectation for especially this type of visual novel, which is long and route-based, is that there were going to be sex scenes. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you can separate that from that, like, truth about the... I don't want to say market, because I Mm -hmm. believe that this was, uh, like, given away on demo discs Mm -hmm. as its first release, but the, the, like... Yeah, the the what they were going up against, what other people were playing was all all had this. And so and these scenes feel like uh, Nasu had to do this mm-hmm. and absolutely did not want to. <laughs> uh huh. It's interesting because he seems to do perfectly well at draw like writing all sorts of relationship shit and like sappy relationship stuff all the time. But when it goes into actual sex, it just all starts to fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll we'll talk about the the uh three good lines during a sex scene mm-hmm. in a in a thing Nasu wrote when we talk about Fate Stay Night, but the rest <laughs> of it is bad. <laughs> so we pick Archeid. Arceid. Archeid. Arc- we pick Arc. And she pops into the room uh like it's no big deal. It yeah, it took me a a minute to to tell if this was dream or reality. I was immediately like, "Is this a dream? She's acting really weird." Yeah, it definitely it definitely feels like, "Oh, this is a different thing." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she what comes over to him, but he can he can't move, and I was like, "Oh, is she using Mystic Eyes of Enchantment to fucking immobilize him?" That's kind of scary. Uh huh. It was definitely a like I don't know if this how this is gonna go. Mm-hmm. I did not know that there was a sex scene coming up. Mm-hmm. She starts nibbling on his ear, being all horny. Uh, she licks his throat, and I wrote down she should just take a fucking sip. <laughs> also, I do want to note her tongue is cold, which pays into my cold archaeid theory. I love. You know how sex is all hot and sweaty? Can I sell you on very cold girl brunch? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it's so Why are we talking about this on a thing we have to release to other people to listen to? <laughs> yeah, no. Like, it goes on from there. She gives him a blowjob. Uh, right? That's what happens? It sure does feel... Perfunct, not perfunctory. Maybe perfunctory is the wrong word, but like workmanlike. Uh, mm-hmm. It sure does feel like, and it's over. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, Congrats. I was. I wrote down that I hate. I absolutely hate the way that games like this talk about dicks. Uh-huh. They make them. No one who hates a dick that much should ever write a sex scene with a dick in it. Uh huh. I gross. Yes accurate i'm not gonna like i didn't write down any specific wording but it's just like you can just feel how mad nasu is about having to write about a dick yeah i want to say 
so from my limited experience again playing uh, i'm gonna say several eroge games when i was uh i don't know 15 mm-hmm. or whatever probably younger what i want to say is nasu is uniquely bad at writing sex scenes <laughs> He's but also the the state of the art is not that much better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did it's, speculate. Oh, finish what you were saying first. It is very clear that he is having a miserable time writing this. Mm-hmm. But also, even like the best version of this isn't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I sell my other theory of what if they didn't get rid of the sex scenes in Fate? What if they just did good sex scenes instead? What if uh, the next Fate story is queer and has good sex scenes? Uh-huh. Queer in a, like explicit way that isn't uh, also shitty at the same time. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Fate is... Uh, I am playing extra right now. That has some really good queer rep. Mm-hmm. So I also speculated, Fen, do you think she all she powers up if she drinks blood, theoretically, right? What if, what about cum? There is precedent for this in fate. I literally wrote down, thank gods they didn't frame it as a transfer of magical energy. We'll get there. Uh, uh-huh, we sure will. It's all uphill from here, sort of, except for that. Oh, jeez. What uh, do you mean? Most most everything is uphill from here. From you mean Tsukihime. from here being Tsukihime, yeah. not this point in the route. Oh no, no, we're we are on. There's some good stuff coming up, but wow, there's a lot of ways. We there's a lot of room for us to go down. There is, yeah. There's some stuff that sold me on this game, and then some stuff that unsold me on this game. Speaking of going down, she finishes up. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And uh, he suddenly regains the ability to move and jumps on her, and then the dream cuts off really suddenly. And uh, that's the end of day five, sort of. Let's go back to fucking... We're not going to cover CL. What happens in the Akiha scene? I hate this. Yeah, this is this is some gross underage incest stuff. To be clear, Shiki is also underage. He is also underage, but the person watching this scene and seeing these uh, graphics is not, presumably. Yeah. Um, we don't get an age for uh, Arcoid. I think sometime later, someone says something gross about like her only having been awake for like 16 or 17 years or whatever, mm-hmm. which I hate. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah this sucks both akiha being his sister which mm-hmm. put a pin in that we'll come back to that later mm-hmm. and also arcade i think is the only sex scene where it potentially doesn't include anyone underage <laughs> mm-hmm. uh which is Except not for shiki oh yeah but like as you said the the shiki is a stand-in for the reader that's true he barely exists. He, he he sure does barely exist. He does have more character in in scenes outside of sex scenes. Yeah, sex scenes are extremely you're this is this is what you want. You're the person <laughs> doing this, etc. Yeah. So it turns out Akiha's the first confirmed top in this game, which sucks. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they, they, they're getting around the sister thing by the person who's actually doing the, the mid-root blowjob reward is Kohaku, acting yeah. under Akiha's orders. It's... They I... drugged him, and also Akiha's hypnotizing him? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it I it gets I get the vibe that we we had a disagreement on this. I think Kohaku's also a top, but uh Akiha kinda has the reins in this scene. I think yeah, I think Kohaku is uh as as at the very least reverse, uh mm-hmm. if not a sub. <laughs> Fascinating. Oh god. So is there anything else in this scene that we actually have to talk about? No. Don't yeah. make me talk about this any more than we already have. Okay. Well have we <laughs> I love you. This isn't my fault. We both agreed to do this. I know! I'm just... It sucks that stuff like this is in the game. Mm-hmm. I think Tsukihime, outside of the sex scenes, still has some stuff that is uh, dodgy or gross. Mm-hmm. But I think most of the stuff that makes me go, maybe you shouldn't play this game and you should just listen to us talk... Uh, mm-hmm. comes from sex scenes. You're, yeah, you're not wrong. I'm so curious about the remake because there is some stuff that I don't know how easily easy it is go- for going to be for them to cut out with regards to the sex scenes. I there, but... really hope they figure it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Day six. Eyes of Death Perception 1. Tuesday, October 26th. It was all a horny dream. None of it was real. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, Archeid and him can hook up. That's fine. Uh, but also, like, the... Yeah, again, the writing is bad enough to make me glad that it didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. He... Since we did the actual choice we picked was Archeid, uh he like wakes up being like, Oh, she was so soft and warm and let her be cold. <laughs> uh-huh. So one note I'll say here, and then I may talk about it later. Um, who you pick determines uh does have some impacts later. So if you pick Archeid, you get a unique scene with her. Mm-hmm. If you and then, as opposed to picking either of the other two, and then if you pick CL, you get a unique scene with her, and Akiha just kind of nothing happens. Mm-hmm. He's probably awkward the next time he sees her, or something like that. He's already awkward the He's next time awkward. he sees her. Uh-huh. It's uh, not great. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up all embarrassed because he's never heard of sex before and he's freaked out. Uh, he sweeps there and has been like staring at his his nasty face this whole time, and she's uncomfortable and he's uncomfortable and it sucks. He bl- he like makes a point to blame Archeid's stupid sexy vampire body for making him have weird dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. And They're... then, mm-hmm. <laughs> what were you gonna say? He, yeah, he comments on her appearance a lot. Is just a thing mm-hmm. that is that happens. Yeah, and like, I don't know, there's some like annoying embarrassment-themed antics involving him and Kohaku and Akiha when he goes to talk to them. Yeah, I wrote down, I hate this, why is he so horny for his sister? This is... (laughs) That part is the worst. 
It sucks. There's some bad stuff in this game, but that that stuff really does suck. It's it really is telling about where this game is at in the modern day that that the fact that he's this horny for his sister is probably only the second worst thing to happen. Uh-huh. So far. So far. Yeah. Um it yeah. It's uh I'm glad that this is the kind of stuff that that is like gross and could be easily removed without mm-hmm. changing the content of the game. Yeah. None of I mean you are in a in a like in a sense changing the content which is mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway we should say since we are talking about the akiha stuff more she's not his biological sister this is yeah. the other way they try and get around how gross it, it actually is is by being like actually later they're like oh actually even though she still calls him nissan all the time that's not they aren't they didn't really grow up together the last eight years and also they're not really blood relatives so it's probably fine and you know it's, what it's not fine but it's not fine and also they did literally grow up as brother and sister until eight years ago uh-huh. so it's not anyway, great it's, but i did want to say that yeah yeah that does get addressed later mm-hmm. just to just yeah removing this stuff does change the content of the game in that it will be a different game but it doesn't none of the like themes of the game rest on this it's not a an essential plot beat of Mm -hmm. uh this route certainly and so it's the kind of stuff that's like okay at least at least this is one of the things on this route that sucks and could easily be removed and still have the game work Mm -hmm. imo yeah 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 so he makes it to school early because he runs away from them. He's just sort of like watching kids arrive and he spots CL wandering through the hall. Mm-hmm. Choice one of this day, go talk to her, just watch her or sneak up on her. What'd you do? I started watching her, which leads to a funny scene of her storming into the classroom and dragging him out into the hallway. <laughs> I did not check that. I wonder what happens. You didn't do the surprise her, right? I believe I did. It has been a minute since I played through this. And and especially with scenes that I, I got to and watched um, mm-hmm. as a kind of one-off thing, uh, it is hard to keep all of those in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't do that one. I just went and talked to her. I think, yeah, this is a... I'm curious are... if she punches him in the head. <laughs> There are choices like this are interesting because often one choice will give you like three paragraphs and then get to the same scene that another choice that takes you immediately to, mm-hmm. um, which is like interesting. So like, yeah, it pretty much exactly the same conversation happens whether you talk to her or watch her. It's just that if you watch her, you get a a, a scene before that of her dragging him out into the hallway. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Shiki's like, what are you up to? She's being suspicious and then she sniffs him some more. It's it rules. I just I just wanna say that Ciel sniffing Shiki is just mwah, chef's kiss. It's she, perfect. She asks if he had a good night's sleep, then calls him a pervert and he blushes. Anime. So yeah, this is we'll talk about it more on Ciel's scene, but mm-hmm. this is there's a unique scene where he talks about having a dream with her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ugh. Ugh. Let's see. 
Uh, Arihiko pops in for lunch. He he skipped this morning's classes. He dr- drags Shiki to lunch, and Shiki. I think the TV is playing with some stuff about the serial killer, and Shiki's like, "Oh, that serial killer is not going to be a problem anymore." Again, all confidently. This is where it was like, okay, I thought before Shiki sounded sounded confident and like probably something was going to happen. And this was confirmation that was like, okay, definitely something's going to happen. I like stopped right here. I said, okay, this definitely makes me think that there's going to be more victims and a new vampire. And then the next line is, actually, there's been another body found. Uh huh. <laughs> and... Uh, I, then my thought was, oh, they're going to try and make us think that Arcviad's doing this. Which is, you know, maybe yeah. fair. Yeah, she is a, she is a vampire. And she, she's presumably very hungry, given that she's weakened. Mm-hmm. Hungry little girl. Uh-huh. So Shiki does immediately think, well, I wonder if Arcviad has something to, to do with this. And uh, despite his hopes of having a normal life, he's like, I, j- I can't just let this lie. So he goes looking for her at her apartment and doesn't find anything and then decides to just wander around the city looking for her again. So choice. Hmm? Just real quick. He goes to her apartment a lot and he never finds her there. <laughs> like, she never just sits around in her apartment. She's got places to be. She has a lot. She's so busy. Mm hmm. She's supposed to be sleeping during the day, so it does make sense that she would be there. <laughs> she's a vampire. Yeah, I. She 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 never sleeps. Mm-hmm. She's recovering and she's trying to get her energy back, and also somehow is never asleep. Mm-hmm. So choice two: Do we do? Does Shiki stick with going around, looking around the city? Does he, or does he return home? Just two choices. I thought there were three choices there. Search for Arcade. You gotta look around for Arcade, even if you're how, not gonna see anything. How could you not search for Arcade? It's her route. So he gets frustrated searching, goes to the park where they killed Chaos at midnight, and he's all disappointed he hasn't found her, and he's like, I just wanted to see her smile one more time. Like that. And she's like right there smiling at him. <laughs> She does this. See, this happens a lot where he's like, oh, if only Arcrea was right there in front of me like she is right now. What? <laughs> this is like not unique to Nasu, but I feel like uh, it happens a lot in things that he writes of like, I'm lost in a, in a, you know, reverie, a daydream of my own. Oh, uh, like, oh, if only this person was right in front of. Wait, one sec. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, they're here. Mm-hmm. Hooray. Um, real quick, I want to say, if you do return home and Arcoid likes you enough, she shows up. And which mm. leads to a really awkward scene uh, with uh, with uh, Akiha, <clears throat> where Arcoid is just waiting in the lobby for you to come home. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. Rules. Oh, I'm so curious about that. Uh, yeah, she Akiha she does have to like any. you enough. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the scene where she doesn't like you enough. Mm-hmm. Um, both neither leads to a bad end, but it's just it's 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 so good because uh, Akiha assumes that Shiki has been sleeping with Arcoid, mm-hmm. which fair. Uh, 
that is, you know, what what the assumption that you might make about their relationship mm-hmm. and is really almost more angry about him not telling her mm-hmm. than she is about him sleeping around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Fascinating, because they don't really cross those streams at all in the route, uh, except for this. Yeah, no, it's the only time, and it rules. They they are immediately, not at each other's throats, but at each other's throats in the way that in the way that's like, oh, you two don't even know why, but you two hate each other. Just cannot stand each other's presence. It sucks that it's because they're both horny for him. It I think I think that I believe that there are other reasons for the two of them to hate each other, and that's what I'm gonna stick with. That's true. We are gonna find some shit out about them. About uh Kiha, I'm sure. Anyway, that's just that 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 is a that is a choice that leads to vastly different scenes. Right. Yeah, okay. So we're gonna find out more about Akiha. Uh that that's great. <laughs> I really wish I really want to see that scene now. I might go see if I have a save file for that it's at some point. Worth seeing. Uh Archeot is great, and we don't get to see her interacting with other people enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the few moments where I think there's a scene later on where Arcoid and Ciel interact, but it's one of the few moments where you see the two of them. Yeah, you see her interacting with someone who isn't Shiki mm-hmm. and and who she isn't fighting. Yeah. Yeah, because she's a different person when she's fighting a vampire. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's just a cute little kitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when she's not fighting people. So back to the 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 park scene. She's been looking for him. He's like, "Why?" And she's like, "I don't know. Wanted to." There's, they're both lesbians. Uh huh. <laughs> they just, yeah. It's like, oh, I just wanted to see you. No idea why. Definitely, definitely nothing to examine there or anything. Mm-hmm. They go to they like sit down, and he's like, "So, uh, you eat any people lately?" <laughs> And she, like, kind of looks away, which I was like, you, you did eat someone, didn't you? Spit that out. <laughs> and she says it must be another vampire. Mm-hmm. And she says that chaos didn't suck the blood of humans. He ate humans whole. Which like, he, we yeah, saw. <laughs> we saw him do a lot. And it never cons- it never crossed my mind that he wasn't draining blood and leaving bodies with cross-shaped slashes on their throat behind. Yeah, it was definitely like, I have written down why did he ever think that Chaos was the one? He's so messy. Mm-hmm. Um, before that choice, so I must have like, it must have been when the, when the TV was playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we saw Chaos eat an entire hotel's worth of people. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, we have never seen, we never saw Chaos be anything but just, just... He cleans his whole plate. He just leaves yeah, blood behind. Yeah, he He's clean plate club. Uh-huh. I mean, he leaves a little bit of blood here and there, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. He always puts too much condiment on the plate compared yeah. to the food, you know? He doesn't, he doesn't want to, like, you know, be, uh, be unrefined and lift it up and lick it. But yeah. He gets everything off of his fork that he can. Or, you know, the fork being uh, dogs, in this case. <laughs> and also sharks and other 
teethy creatures. Uh-huh. Unicorns. Unicorns. So it turns out that the serial killer is the vampire Arcuid was hunting this whole time, and Chaos was just uh, incidental. He was hunting her, actually. And she knew this whole time and assumed that she realized. She didn't realize. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even realize. It, it's very good. <laughs> but she does say that uh, her target right now isn't really a big deal. She doesn't really need Shiki's help. Mm-hmm. And also, she says, you have a good night last night? Eyebrows? Eyebrows? <sighs> so, Shiki, again, has never heard of sex before this. She sent him a succubus familiar to give him a horny dream as a thank you for helping. I, it's I all her fault that ben, we had to read that. Ben, I hate this. There's like a sudden flash of one of the like CGs from that scene of like Shiki's dick. <laughs> and I, I, I like almost died. I mean, yeah, I get that it's a, like, I don't understand how humans work, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, yeah, and also, whatever, like, a more mature man might have, you know, been like, yeah, thanks. That was, like, a an a- adequate present. Uh-huh. I or, did help you out. Or um, it should have been but, like, hey, maybe, maybe ask. Yeah, but also, but also maybe ask. And uh, so she's like, who'd you dream about? Your sister, right? <laughs> why is it gotta be like this why is it so obvious that he why does he have to be so fucking horny for his sister all the time uh-huh that I even archaeid can tell she I doesn't it, she has man. no common sense she can't tell anything how does she know that um you do get a it is a different scene whether you sleep with her or not mm-hmm. uh it's way less awkward if you don't sleep with her uh, you know, r- remarkable, but mm-hmm. uh, Shiki admitting that it was her makes her really uncomfortable. Yeah, she's real weirded out by it, uh-huh, which is fair. I mean, like, this is kind of digging your own grave, right? A little bit, but it's also, not, like, it's not I think it's I think it's meant to be played as, oh, I didn't I didn't know you felt about me like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. But it does come across a little bit as like, I didn't know you felt about me like that. That's, uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not, not super, hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't love this. Yeah, yeah, uh, she's a little like, ugh. Uh, I, do, I do think that it's uh, funnier that there is a diegetic explanation for the blowjob dream instead of just having a blowjob dream. Uh-huh. There's, there is, I'm glad that, that the dream got an explanation as opposed to a, a very important dream at the beginning of Heaven's Field that does not. <laughs> and I'm still wondering what that was all about. Mm-hmm. So she's uncomfortable. She walks away. He chases her. And as she's like wandering off, she notices something, someone that, a, a target and goes into fucking kill mode. Mm-hmm. And she tells him to, like, hey, hey, take your glasses off and look at this guy in a suit. And he's, his lines are all weird. He has more of them than normal humans do. He's very obviously something unnatural to Shiki's uh, death perception. Yeah. And this is one of the dead, a zombie controlled by the dead apostle she's actually looking for. Mm -hmm. And this is a good note or a good moment to mention that this is 
the tonal whiplash of this game going from uh extremely awkward and like unnecessary of arcoid being like hey who'd you sleep with to like oh now we're back in like everyone knows what they're making and it's a horror game yeah and it uh-huh. rules uh-huh and like yeah and and getting a getting a gods the the having having the the dead show up and seeing its lines and being like oh yeah yeah that is that is uh that is weird that is like unnatural is just is very good mm-hmm so she's like, eh, stay here. And she chases after the guy as he runs away. And he senses her fighting and, like, chases after her. She's much faster than him, obviously. Vampire. Got them strong legs. Right. She she kills the, the dead without any trouble, right? Yeah. I mean, but she's, well, she's, without no any trouble is. She doesn't get hurt, but she's still kind of messed up. She still up. expends energy. Uh-huh. Which she does not have very much of. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Shiki's in his head like, oh, I'm never going to be able to leave this girl alone. She's going to just keep getting herself into trouble. I got to keep following her around. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, just tell me, tell me more about what's going on. So we get some uh, backstory stuff explaining how the dead and dead apostles work. Again, slightly differently than the first explanation or the second. I forget how many explanations we've gotten. Yeah, I think it's more like uh fleshing out the explanations that we've yeah. gotten than like going over stuff that that we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Um also there's a there's a really good moment uh or yeah, a line that I wrote down from Shiki seeing uh Arcreed destroying the dead apo- or the yeah, the dead. It's hard to say things with with capital letters in uh-huh. a podcast. It is. Um the capital D dead. But uh, him him seeing her like kind of in action and saying, my eyes definitely see the sound of death and death crashing mm. is just, oh, some, some of the writing is really good. Yeah. Is all I wanted to say. So the and dead are. Lore. What? I love lore. Love lore. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, yes. Shower me in lore. I love <laughs> it is what I wrote down because I just I love learning about the world and like, yeah, it's a good it world. Is, it rules. A lot mm-hmm. of it's really good. So the dead are created when the dead apostle sucks a human dry and feeds back some of their own blood. They are like a mindless zombie. There's nothing of the original person left. Yeah, they're a they're a puppet, basically. Yeah. So she also she explains that this is interesting. Dead apostles tend to be people who were obsessed with immortality, and once they achieve it, they have no reason to live to actually experience the immortality that they got and they just kind of become violent thrill seekers i think we talked about this we did a little bit oh Um, you're right but yeah it it's this is this is the stuff that i kind of love about this game is like kind of the two of them or the the ways that it examines immortality and like what the fuck would you do if your entire like all of your focus was on mm-hmm. a, obtaining immortality, and then you actually got it. Mm-hmm. She says, immortality is another word for death, which is a good line. Uh-huh. Just, uh-huh. I love, love, love her, love some of the writing in this game. Mm-hmm. So, this is part that I'm kind of confused 
confused about. Because there's a way that dead apostles can make more dead apostles. But I'm not sure how it differs from how they make the dead. I So the things I have written down is that only true ancestors can make dead apostles? That might be wrong. Okay, I have written down that a dead apostle drinks a human's blood, feeds them their own, the body will rot for a while, but is eventually reborn as a ghoul. And then if Either... a ghoul eats enough flesh, it becomes one of the living dead, which is separate from the dead. And then, <laughs> eventually, a living dead can become a dead ancestor, or a dead apostle. Yeah, either way, the the process, even if whether it's dead apostles or and true ancestors or just true ancestors, the process is the same. Yeah, you basically like they they drain the the yeah they drain the blood of the the thing that is going to become a dead apostle maybe, mm-hmm. and then like one in ten thousand. Uh, becomes a ghoul and then like again like one in a thousand or whatever like actually makes it to um, being one of the living dead mm-hmm. and then it's and a then... like very 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 few uh, people mm-hmm. even even meeting all of the conditions very few people make it to, yeah. to baby vampire yeah and, and so the living dead can become a vampire but then to become a real dead apostle they have to kill their creator it says yeah which is interesting so it, they can be made by dead apostles this all i think is stuff that it possibly a combination of like not being totally set in the lore yet and also the translation just made it very confusing yeah that's definitely yeah but on the other hand, the dead, the zombies, are not part of this life cycle at all, and they they drink blood and then tithe half of the energy they receive to their master. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. We also get that the bodies that have been found that were killed by the serial killer, since the, the dead come back to life, those are the failed deads. And she estimates there's probably over a hundred victims total. Which is so many. That's a lot more than ten. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so the the real dead apostle is just sleeping and his servants eat for him and he just hangs out. And she says that he's been here for eight years. Which is also a notable period of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, this is just what they do to pass the time. They're like, they're just having, f- this is fun for them. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else we got? She talks about the church again. Because she says that despite all this, despite how dangerous true ancestors and especially, and like dead apostles are, and how powerful they seem, that humans are still this, the dominant species on the planet. This part rules. Individual humans are weak, but humans as a whole control the planet, and part of that is because of how powerful the church is and its exorcists. Which I feel like we've been through that true ancestors kind of uh, resemble vampires very little, Mm -hmm. and actual and dead apostles resemble vampires very much, Mm -hmm. including the whole crosses and etc. Yeah, true... True ancestors have the the mind control thing and the desire to drink blood, and they are weaker during the day. 
but yeah. it's not, they're not like, they're not the same spooky motherfuckers, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're a bit classier. Mm-hmm. Right. So, she says that she would love to rest and rebuild her energy, but if she does, she's going to tip off the target how that she's this weak, and it's going to get very, very di- dicey for her very fast. And he, Shiki's like, oh, I'm just going to have to protect you then until you're fully recovered. And she's over the moon that he cares this much. Yeah, still doesn't get it, mm-hmm. but yeah. She's just, she's just excitable that people care about her. Yeah, she's very cute. Uh-huh. Um, so her big plan is to kill all of the vampires dead, uh, forcing him to wake up and do his own hunting. Mm-hmm. And so, they agree, he promises, they're gonna meet up at the park at ten tomorrow and go hunting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like a plan. It's pretty late now, and it's time for him to go to, uh, go home. He has to jump the gate to get into the mansion, because the, the curfew, the mansion's all locked up. Uh-huh. He does think about just chopping the chains with his, uh, death perception, but he's like, no, no, it's fine. I thought this was funny because he's so close to doing it, but what what happened to the don't never use your death perception frivolously, Akko? Oh, I mean, yeah, and this is the, like, that's, yeah, this is a moment of, like, uh, kind of showing that he has been using it, and it is, yeah, he's he's getting there. He's getting mm-hmm. to the point where he does just use it all the time. Mm-hmm. He's not there because yet. It's convenient. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, listen, it would be very convenient. Mm-hmm. Just, you don't need to call a locksmith, just cut your door down. Yeah, seems fine. So the front door is open for him, and he's like, he's sweet, must have left it open for me. Mm-hmm. She's sweet. Mm-hmm. She is sweet. I love her. I mean, mm, I don't want to say that yet, because maybe things happen on her route. Could but be real bad. We've got a right ways to now, go. She, she's very sweet and kind and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. So he falls asleep with the thought, like, oh god, wait, did I really just sign back up for this? <laughs> he sure did, as a matter of fact. Okay, so, day seven, Eyes of Death Perception 2, Wednesday, October 27th. He's having a dream. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I want to pause real quick. Yeah, we yeah. have both gotten better at getting through, and also, day six is pretty breezy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, things happen, but it's nice. It's relaxing, almost. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, we, like, find out that there's another big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, nothing really stressful happens. Shiki and our, our kids get to be cute together. Seems mm-hmm. fine. It's a good day. I guess, actually, day five and six are pretty short. Yeah, got yeah, through we, them we got through them in less than fast. an hour. Jeez. I know. Look at us. We're learning. We open on a dream. Shiki's idyllic childhood living in the mansion and playing with Akiha in the little, like, walled-in forest that they have. Yeah. And this uh-huh. is based on the background. I wrote down, ah, finally, we get to know more about the dead boy in summer. Mm-hmm. God, never mind. It was just a dream of happier times. Mm-hmm. It was, mm, yeah. When we'll... does that dream first come up? 
because I don't remember it until later. Um, I don't know that I have written down when it first comes up, but mm. uh, you must have seen it already. I wonder if you made a different choice and got the dream because I don't remember it happening until like right after this. Yeah, I re- I feel like it happens pretty early that there is a like like yeah, there's the hint of of hey. There's Shiki with blood on his hands, mm-hmm. and adults are coming, saying, hey, what's happening? Interesting. And I wish I'd written down when that happens. Yeah, me too. Probably on day three. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, it's fine. Anyway. So he wakes up. And his glasses are off because he's sleeping, and he notices that the lines are unusually deep and clear. They don't usually stand out this well in uh, indoor lighting or and during the day. Usually nighttime is when they stand out best. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh shit, Am I get- are my eyes getting stronger because of all of this nonsense with the vampires? Which, y- yes, probably. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Uh, Hisui comes in, she's mad at him again for coming back late. Uh, Akiha wants to talk to him, and she's also mad at him for the same shit. Uh-huh. And she's like, you have to start obeying your curfew. And he's like, I'm going out tonight, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and she stomps off pouting. And I commented that it sucks that she's in a position of, of power, she's been raised for this since she was young, and they still constantly infantilize her. I know that she's a kid. I know. But she never really... She barely gets to act like an adult in a way that isn't just being shitty. Yeah. I... Yeah. My charitable read is that she only gets to be a child when she's around him. Uh Uh-huh. But that's... (sighs) Yeah. But it never made... It's never in a way that looks like she's... Like good or having fun, right? Yeah. It's always being a brat. Yeah. Uh, off to school with no breakfast for bad boys is what I wrote down. <laughs> Shiki is the worst boy. Kids at school are chatting about the upcoming cultural festival. Tomorrow is an extra day off, I guess. And he's thinking about going on adventures with Archeid tonight. And he's mad at himself for being excited for hanging out with Archeid, who rules. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, I don't... I don't understand. He, I, I think he's lying to himself about wanting to be normal at this point. He, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like, mm-hmm. Archeid is so good. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's got almost gotten eaten, like, a bunch of times. But he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, like, who wouldn't hang out with Archeid? So this thing happens Agreed. again, where he... He looks outside the window wistfully and sees a vision of her waving to him from the courtyard, except it's not a vision and she's really there. <gasps> I love her. I also gotta say, the fucking... the There's like a CG here. Uh, the fucking background of this shot, the courtyard looks like it's one of those like dirty, dusty, abstract Dragon Ball Z battlegrounds. <laughs> it's like nothing. It's just like weirdly sloppily drawn rock uh-huh. and like texture. It's so funny. There's like two background artists listed in the credits for this. And I think that the one was the one who did the like painting over of photos for most of the backgrounds. And occasionally uh-huh. the, the other one is the character artist. 
who must have just done these like really bad. Like I, I, I suck at drawing backgrounds too. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. We we didn't mention. I don't. I don't want to go back to the sex scenes, but we didn't mention that all of those also have. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say goofy backgrounds. Uh huh. Because. Because the art yeah. is uh maybe not the best. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, the character art kind of comes and goes, but like any backgrounds of the What's the name of the artist? Oh gods, I'm so bad with names. One sec. Takashi Takeuchi. Takeuchi is the mm. one who did the characters and some of the backgrounds. Kuki Mamoru is the one who did presumably the uh the photo backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinoko Nasu was the writer, and the sound was by Keita Haga. The sound effects and the couple music loops. There's a surprisingly long credits. Yeah. Um, for how small this game feels. Mm-hmm. Which is just you know interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Right, right. So he sees Arkia out the window, and what should he do about this? We get a choice. Should he go to the courtyard now, or hope she doesn't pull shit and wait for lunch, which is in a few minutes, or just ignore her? How could you ignore her? What did you pick? Rush out. Of course. I picked hope that she doesn't pull shit. Ben, how could you keep Arkia waiting? It's like 15 minutes. She'll be fine. Tell me what happens if you run to her. Um, so you get there and Ciel shows up and absolutely hates Shiki. Um, hates Shiki or Arkia? Both, but is like, look, kind of glares at both of them, looks <laughs> at Shiki and says like something about like, oh, um, like all nice things only last for a little while, huh? Hmm. Um, which is like super interesting because this is our first interaction with her on Arcade's route. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, she can now freely hate the player character because there's no longer a chance that you end up on her route. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like an interesting confrontation between Arcade and and cl um and shiki just kind of being like uh i'm just gonna drag arkid off campus and hopefully none of this ever comes up again mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's it's a moment where uh like without a doubt cl now knows that arkid and shiki are working together the the two of them seem almost like natural enemies yeah that's which uh-huh hmm. Hmm. weird weird so, okay, so did CL, like, did Shiki get there and then CL showed up? Is that what happened? I believe that's the case. Okay. It's like, Shiki shows up, is like, D- let's leave, and CL walks around a corner and is like, damn, hate you, Shiki, and also fuck you, Arkeid. You pick the other one, by the time Shiki gets there, CL's already there, and the two are just staring at each other. Uh-huh. Uh, Shiki calls for Arkeid, and Ciel just glares at him with scary eyes, all that stuff. And then she wanders off without really saying anything. Uh-huh. It, I feel like it's it's a more interesting scene if you, mm-hmm. you rush out, IMO. Mm-hmm. And Arkeid, uh yells at him for taking so long. And it's like, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten spotted by that woman. 
Uh, I believe that if you I I watched all three. Mm-hmm. Um, although again, I it has been I don't know like a week plus since mm-hmm. I watched the other ones. Um, that I didn't write notes about. Um, uh, if you ignore her, she does in fact make good on her threat to jump up to the balcony next to his classroom. Incredible! <laughs> it rules. Does anyone else see that? I don't think so. She's great. So he's like, why the hell are you here? And she's like, well, I was wandering in the area and I sniffed you on the wind and just wandered over. (laughs) (laughs) These girls be sniffing, fan. Uh Uh-huh. They just like sniffing. So she says... I mean, she is a cat. She is a cat. Cats also sniff. Is CL a puppy? Ciel's probably a puppy. Probably. She got that. She got that puppy energy. Mm-hmm. So Ark is like, it doesn't seem like there's any dead activity at all, any presence at all around the school, uh, which is weird. He's Shiki's like, that's not weird at all. The dead feed at night. Why w- the school's empty at night? Why would they ever come here? And she's like, which well, okay, that makes sense. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he shoes her off. She wants to hang out, but he's like, go, 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 go. Yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have never been to school in Japan, but. And like, I don't know. I was in school a long time ago. Uh, And depending on the size, I don't get the feeling that Shiki's school is like massive. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Right. Also, it's remarked on several times that she's a foreigner and very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's definitely a like, oh, people would would probably notice if she was just hanging out on campus and uh-huh. everyone's like, uh, who are you? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, I guess she just cares enough about her to not want her to get in trouble or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And His also, motivations seem a little uh, like not not sketchy, but like unclear. I think it's also like, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, but how? I mean, like now, now he's been seen with her, but yeah, he if feels he just responsible left her alone. Her. How would how would anyone know? Yeah, I guess. But but he will. Oh, if she like gets into a fight with a teacher or something, he will definitely feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he goes around back to the mansion for a little bit uh, to, and is planning on meeting up with her at ten again. He squeezes in the lobby, <laughs> waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You, uh, you going, you going out again tonight?" And he's like, "She's gonna tell Akiha whatever I say." Mm-hmm. We get a choice: do we tell the truth, or do we lie to Hisui's, uh big eyes? I don't. Okay, looks like I told the truth first because how. <sighs> Don't lie to this poor girl. Uh-huh. Now, does lying to her just lead to a bad end? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Um, I I don't think okay, it's a particularly yeah. interesting one. I don't I don't have anything written down for it. Um Okay, it's like a a fake out bad end. It takes a long time for anything to happen because the rest of the day happens exactly the same as normal, but when you get back home, the gate is locked and Shiki gets killed before he even knows who's there. Right, yeah. It's just one of those. Uh-huh. Which, yeah, I think I, I prefer, I don't know, I like both. I like, there's a bad end coming up that I mm-hmm. really love. 
Because mm-hmm. it takes so long to realize you're on a bad end. Uh-huh, uh-huh. See, I don't like when it takes a long time and then nothing's really different. It's just you die suddenly at the end. It doesn't really have anything to do with what you did. Yeah. You know? I mean, it does have something to do with what you did, because you, he sweet, uh, locked the gate and... Sort of. Okay, let's get to that point here to talk about that more, yeah. because I want to get to what actually happens if you tell her the truth mm-hmm. so anyway i just want to say he is so good she deserves so much better than this absolute dumbass don't they all fan yes as a matter of fact yes so he admits that he's going out he says i can't tell you why she's curious and she asks if he would like her to keep his comings and going secret from her si- from his sister and he's like, she's your boss. Can you really do that? And she's like, you are my boss. I I can do whatever you say. And he thinks it's sweet. So he's got a setup now. He's going to use the servant's <sighs> entrance. She gives him a key for it. Right. Yeah. Um. Which, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's a decent amount of characters being way too nice to Shiki because they have their own routes. Uh-huh. And yeah, and you don't want to completely misrepresent them. <laughs> Yeah, he never really does anything to deserve uh, Hisui's attention in this way. I mean, like, uh, presumably he's attractive or something. I don't know. He just, he's boring. Mm -hmm. So, he has to duck a kiha, so he's a little bit late. But he finally gets there and finds out that Arki has been just sitting at the park since 7 o'clock. And she's (laughs) She's she's so cute! (laughs) She's like, you're late. It's so good. He's like, why did you wait that long? And she says, I thought waiting for you would be fun. I could just sit here and be like, oh, I'm waiting for Shiki. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, I I have definitely sat around and thought about how amazing you are. So uh-huh. I get it. But I love you. Well, he's like, why do you, why are you thinking like that? And she co- she says that she thinks something inside her may be irrevocably broken after he killed her, which is a hell of a thing to say. Sure is a way to say, uh, I might like you now. <laughs> uh huh. You may have killed me so good that I love you. Which is yeah, I don't. Uh, it's a hell of a thing. Hell of a hell of a thing, Ben. She's like. If you're if you're late again, I'm gonna come pick you up. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, is incredible if she actually does. Uh-huh. He's like, Akiha doesn't know anything about this. And she's like, oh, Akiha, your sister who doesn't look anything like you? Pointed, pointed, <laughs> pointed. Such a specific call-out. <sighs> uh-huh. Oh god, there's a great line where he, he says... She says something about him being mean to her, and he's, or him being mean, and he's like, I'm nice to everyone, except lately there's an exception. And she gets all excited and says, ah, that's me. (laughs) She's, she's, again, she is adorable. I Uh love her. She's, she's trying her best to understand humans Mm -hmm. and doesn't quite get it, but gets it enough to know that, you know, Shiki likes her. Uh Uh-huh. So she's like, time to go hunting. Will are you okay with taking your glasses off since you can spot the dead easier than me because they stand out to your eyes, and it could be bad for him to do that too much. Uh-huh. And he's like, I mean, it's it's okay. Bad. It is bad for him. 
Let's see. Uh, he takes it. He he agrees. He takes his glasses off, and they wander around. They don't find anything. Which is, he, you know, a bummer. But we got some good descriptions of the city. Yeah. He's like, let's take another pass, and she's like, you're gonna put too much strain on your pitiful human brain. And we get a little bit more explanation about how the mystic eyes of death perception work. This explanation rules. Sorry, yeah. I just need. To Do you want to talk about it? Um. Yeah, so I'm, I didn't write, I am looking at your notes, I didn't write them, um, mm-hmm. so I'm still, I, but what I wrote down was, basically, there's, and this is really where I wish that the translation was more modern, so that it would definitely use all of the current words that are canon, Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels like it's getting at things that ha- now have like proper nouns, and I don't know that it uses all of the same ones. Mm-hmm. The root it does reference the root. It does reference the root. So basically, there's a source uh, called the root swirl in this um, mm-hmm. that records everything, and from which everything flows. So it's both like a it it both determines what happens and also records everything that happens Mm -hmm. and basically shiki's connection to that root is what allows his eyes to work so he can Mm -hmm. see like yeah death flowing from the root to things and that that is like how his eyes work i think Mm -hmm. it's also right right the the it, it is also a like the root since the root everything flows from the root and so there's like the plans or like the prototype of everything there and so he yeah he like uses that i don't know yeah if you have better words to say please do yeah it's i i think you pretty much got it it's a it's a little bit scrambled again because you know translation and also early canon stuff but yeah the root everything's connected to the root he sees that connection and can interfere with it basically He's not, Shiki's not really paying much attention to this, which is great. Well, sorry, it, I didn't read it. He can't interfere with the connection to the root, but it can, or that's what I got. Anyway, it, it, he can see where things will die because the root knows where or how things will die. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Cause he can't cut things off from the root. But he can kill life, which yeah, I, I think I meant that more like life flows from the root, and he can cut off the life of a thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. It's Immediately dense, after this, he starts bleeding, and this is like the I don't remember this is the first time, but there's a lot of times where, uh, for completely like mental reasons he's his chest his old chest scar starts bleeding mm-hmm. yeah okay what what triggers that is she says that if she pushes if he pushes himself too hard he could start seeing the death points of inanimate objects not just the lines which he has seen before and yeah if he does that and, and like thinks about that too much he could he could roast his entire brain and have fa- uh, like an aneurysm and die. Which yeah, the reason for that is so good, and it's like oh, because you're a living thing, you kind of naturally uh, you naturally like it is natural for you to perceive death for living things because you're one of those, mm-hmm. and 
therefore uh you kind of you know that all things die mm-hmm. um but perceiving death for inanimate objects causes your brain to go into overdrive because mm-hmm. it's not something that you naturally think about kind of yeah it's um, like your brain isn't built to process like you can think of the fact that theoretically objects will die like quote unquote but the act of actually internalizing what that means puts an enormous amount of stress on your psyche yeah which is just uh i uh it rules good stuff. <laughs> so he yeah he his chest suddenly starts bleeding he like touches it and his hand is covered in blood all of a second all of a sudden and archaeo is really on edge for a se- all of a sudden yeah and she like he, jumps backwards yeah and is like her her uh holding her hand up t- to her face and like wild eyes sprite uh-huh. is really good it's very good he well what happened he like goes to grab her shoulders and it's like oh no did i did i hurt you did i say something and that's when she does the jump back thing and i wrote down is it getting sexy in here or is it just me okay i wrote why did Shark- shiki start bleeding but more importantly when is she gonna drink his blood <laughs> right because yeah i i took this as a like oh she's uh a little horny <laughs> She she wants to drink that blood so bad because she likes him. Is this the part where she says, "I hadn't thought about you this way"? I, I yes, I, I believe yeah. that that's that is what triggered me to write down that because I was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> but she she pulls herself together and is like, uh, "Actually, I gotta go. We should meet up tomorrow." And won't look him in the eye and heads out. Yeah. It, Mm, this is very good because yeah again it's it's super vague as to what exactly like it's pretty clear that seeing shiki's blood triggered her Uh uh-huh and it was a scary look she gave him yeah but it was like it was like one of hunger and i'm not and it is not clear currently where we're at whether that hunger was uh normal like normal human i mm, that makes me turned on or if it was a like oh i i am going to eat you and kill you yeah if uh if that was her horny look then we would have been misled about how much fate bottom disease she has (laughs) so he gets back what (laughs) what are you saying you don't like my terminology I love you very much. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it. You can't stop me. 2 a.m. He's back at the mansion gate. He's still all worried about Archie. He's as thick as a concrete slab and has not even considered what that look meant. He's... He truly just... I mean, like, maybe he's never had a girlfriend. Maybe he's never had a crush before. Um... But he, yeah, the two of them are just truly the most oblivious. They just don't know what feelings are. Uh huh. He realizes he's being watched and someone's coming towards him. The streetlight blows out and he jumps back just in time to miss a blade going for his heart. And his glasses get hit and fall to the ground. Lucky those are sturdy glasses. Uh huh. Time for a knife fight. <laughs> With a strange man with long gray hair and red eyes, and he's covered in bandages like a mummy. It's 
yeah, his design is the the person Shiki's fighting is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is what I meant by the bad end not really having anything to do with the gate. Yeah, there's he doesn't there's... run for the gate and get away from the person chasing him. The gate has nothing to do with it. it. If he if he tells the truth, he dodges, and if he doesn't tell the truth, he gets hit. Yeah, which is a a I'm gonna I'm gonna say a like. Not a not a staple of bad ends, mm-hmm. but certainly a thing that happens um semi re like semi often is mm-hmm. that the exact choice that you make to get to a bad end may or may not have anything to do with the bad end. I get but, that. It's just such an easy one right here, right? Yeah. It does feel a little weird that this one doesn't just lead from uh the gate is locked to Shiki trying to get in and not being able to. Uh-huh. Is there a bad end later that is exactly that? Or am I misremembering? I don't remember. I don't think so. So, they're knife fighting. Shiki is, like, driving this guy back because he's going into his, like, murder horny mode. And the guy's, like, barely defending himself. But he gets cocky, and he's about to kill the his attacker... When he gets a flashback to a kid, to the kid in that dream, the one that, where he's covered in blood and there, it's summer and there's like a dead kid in front of him and Akiha's mm-hmm. crying. Uh-huh. And he just collapses into vomit. He certainly isn't having a good time. Yeah. His, his chest scar hurts. His head is pounding. The stranger attacks him and he's barely able to defend himself now. And this is when Shiki realizes that this guy is attacking his death lines. Uh-huh. It rules. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's just like, oh. One, like, we heard that mystic eyes of death perception are super rare. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, we're a second person with them? Uh-huh. It's just, oh, it rules. Yeah. This, the guy's got a big, nasty grin on his face when, she, when Shiki realizes... And Shiki is fucked. But then, mm-hmm. out of nowhere... Well, wait, sorry. Before we continue, I think we talked about it last episode. But this is, this is like, the most example, and I just connected these two things, is that, like, Shiki's body is so connected to his mental state. Mm-hmm. Both thinking about especially thinking about the the dead boy in summer mm-hmm. uh causes his his um chest to start bleeding mm-hmm. but like and also if he is in if he's in like fight mode he's suddenly like way more agile uh-huh and superhuman like, canonically so. in 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 universe not just uh he's a weak but also the strongest boy mm-hmm. um in in universe if he is uh yeah if he is in fight mode he is much more physically capable than when he's just you know going about his every day mm-hmm. and as soon as he gets kicked out of that is when he just absolutely gets his shit kicked in uh-huh it's very easy for him to lose his focus bang anyway. This guy, his attacker gets pinned to the wall by some by weirdly translated spear-like pipes, which burst into flames as a mysterious voice says, you're in my way. Yeah, which uh-huh. is, I 
feel like <laughs> what's yeah, a spear again. like pipe what's a fruit knife awkward translation uh-huh uh the bandaged awkward. man hmm? awkward translation and or things that uh in japanese are just like idioms that make sense uh-huh or like things that just absolutely don't in english mm-hmm the bandaged man manages to pull himself off of these swords, but is, like, badly burned, and uh, runs for it. And standing dramatically on a streetlight is what appears to be a church exorcist, where uh, wielding a trio of long swords being held in one hand. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely CL. Sorry, Ben. I think you mean it's Kotomine Kyrie. <laughs> Same outfit. Like, yeah. Same outfit. Same same, same swords. swords in fingers. Uh, it's extremely... Yeah. Which, again, is, like, one of the reasons that I wanted to play this is for the, like, things that are callbacks for the origin of things. Mm -hmm. And CL is absolutely just uh, Kotamine. Can you imagine if Kotamine was a lesbian? Oh, my God. Ben... All of fate would be so much better. Uh -huh. He also sucks, is the thing. And like, there's like some a slightly older, shitty lesbian <laughs> would be great. Yeah, no, I would <laughs> love her. I also don't. Yeah, if if a couple of other things were changed about <laughs> his character arc and like mm -hmm. who his character is in Stay Night, I would love her as a lesbian. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that I'd want. Kotamine to just be a lesbian and have exactly the same writing around her. That's fair. That's fair. I do appreciate a shitty character sometimes. Yeah, it's it's these specific ways in which Kotamine yeah. is shitty. Yeah, I'm sure this is like stay stay night stuff, especially. Yeah. Yeah, there's some maybe not great writing. Uh, there's some interesting writing around uh -huh. him and his character and. We'll talk about it in Stay three years when we finally get through this game. <laughs> CL Although, uh, listen, is an exorcist. We're, we're through three days in an hour and 40 minutes. We we're, might. we're speeding up. CL is an exorcist, it turns out. Uh-huh. Great. He falls. He fucking falls unconscious right there against the mansion wall and she disappears. Which is like, I don't know, fair, brain overloaded, etc. Um, I think it was a clever touch that uh, the, the these last two days are Mystic Eyes of Death Perception 1 and 2, and the first one's about him, and 2 is the revelation that someone else also has them. Uh-huh, it's, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good thing. Day 8. Death. <sighs> Thursday, October 28th. Shiki's dreaming. A memory of a summer day. Circadas, heat, the sun, Akiha's crying, he's covered in blood, and there's a dead kid on the ground. Adults run in and pull Akiha away and start yelling at him about him killing that child. And he wakes up at 8, eight o'clock, a little late. Yeah, that... I think... I think this yeah, is the, we the get first this time dream, the dream is fully clear. We get this dream so many times. Uh-huh. And it's interesting the like I think the first couple of times it's like non-overlapping. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, it's like it's little pieces that don't quite work together yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the pacing of revealing what this dream is about is really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hisui's not here for some reason. Uh, usually she's just like staring at him while he sleeps until he wakes up. Like mm-hmm. a lot of cats in this game. Like you do. Like my cats do to me. And he catches her in the hall and he's like, I'm so sorry that I wake up at weird hours. And she's, she apologizes that she wasn't three inches away from his face when he did wake up. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you can like talk shit about me. It's fine. And she's like, it, she short circuits again. Uh-huh. She can't process the thought. She's really good. I love her. Mm-hmm. She she takes so long to process what he means. Uh-huh. Which is, like, fair. He just literally asked you to talk shit about him. Like, I don't know if... I don't have a list of things I hate about everyone that I, <laughs> that I like, know. Uh-huh. He eats breakfast and bumps into her again. And he's like, oh, I'd like to eat, try your cooking sometimes, even though Kohaku is the cook. And come on, dude, she's not the cook. That's not her job. He's and all all of his interactions with Hisui, where he's trying to be cute, are just uh, suck. A little bit overstepping his bounds. A little, yeah, uh-huh, a little bit. Finally, the thought of I can talk shit now loads into her brain, <laughs> and she yells at him for not waking up, even though she tried to get him up seven times today. Which is really interesting. Yeah. That there's, well, that there's something about that dream that like traps him there oh that's true i didn't really consider that i thought he was just being a bastard says me who doesn't wake up until 11 or 12 every day i mean that might also be true but there's definitely something about like he is he has been absolutely exhausted and also that dream keeps happening to him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so He has the day off because it's like a special holiday because of the upcoming festival or something like that. He decides that today's the day he wants to explore the mansion. And he just sort of wanders around the, like, acres of abandoned space that this mansion exists over. And he says that his he and Akiha used to have this little game where they would, like, carve their names into the walls all over the place. uh, Because they were little menaces. Uh-huh. It's it's cute. Uh-huh. It's, it's interesting that uh he so he finds I don't remember whose name he finds, but then like, you know, kind of counts all all the names that he finds. And it's interesting that some of the shikis are written in all caps and some are not. Yeah, yeah. It's it's shiki, shiki, and akiha is all over the place. Which is yeah. Here's an interesting thing too. It is, they say that, he says that the game is them pretending that they were capturing territory throughout the mansion. Uh Uh-huh. Which is fascinating because it mirrors exactly what dead apostles are doing. Play acting, taking territory. I had not considered that, but it sure does, huh? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm really curious what this reads like. Like, so... Fate Day Night has an has a language option where, like, for each page of text, you can just toggle between English and Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts back at the beginning of that like page of text, but 
but yeah it allows you to it allows you to uh view things such as how is all caps shiki written differently from uh normal normally written shiki in ja- in the original japanese because i'm just curious what that was like so he's wandering around the mansion finding these names and he sees Hisui wandering around and he's like oh Hisui, i'm gonna go follow her and luckily i i when he was following a girl i got really nervous <laughs> that we were gonna get a repeat of something that happened a few days ago uh-huh but luckily n- nothing that bad happens she goes into the woods like uh, there's these like fenced in w- like woods as part of the garden i don't have any idea how big this area is but it seemed pretty big i mean yeah it feels like the the house and lawn is like relatively small i mean like the house is huge but mm-hmm. The lawn is like a relatively small portion around the house, and then there is a large forest. But it's all walled in. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Does the at least visually the wall is just around the lawn, and the forest is kind of yeah, but you doesn't have to go through a gate to get into the forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in um. Even in the the prologue, he doesn't go through a gate. He just wanders right into the garden. He calls it the garden, but it's more like a forest. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think it's all walled in. Okay. Rich people, you know? Walled yeah. in a forest? God. I mean, fucked up shit happens in this forest. <laughs> a lot of... Hey, Ben! A lot of really bad things happen in this forest. He follows her, without her noticing, into a hidden clearing in the woods... And he gets this bizarre feeling. He's lost track of Hisui. He wanders into the clearing. And he starts getting flashbacks to that dream again. And his chest scar is throbbing. He sees the dead kid's body. And he collapses in the clearing. Does he even get into the clearing? I think he's like right there. I'm not sure if he actually wandered, walked into it. But he's like either right on the edge or inside. Yeah, there's something about being near it. Mm-hmm. And like seeing it that opens his wound which again is like a an interesting yeah his body is so tied to his mental state Uh which is interesting yeah it's also he he remembers very clearly that he does not remember being here ever yeah there's like the way it's said is very weird the there's so much fascinating here because it is clearly the clearing from his dream Uh uh-huh but he also clearly remembers that he's never like yeah he's like oh i've never been here i wonder what's here he's like i've absolutely never been here before i know it (laughs) and it's when you're that sure about something it's weird yeah it's fascinating so he's collapsed he like vaguely hears hisui and akiha arguing akiha's refusing to call a doctor because shiki's wound is not normal and Akiha yells at Hisui for letting Shiki go into the clearing and is about to hit her. Um, oh, wait, this is when he wakes up. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I Which, thought this was like when he was found. But it's no. really interesting. Yeah, it's the first it's the first uh, like indication we have that Hisui is there for some other reason than just like as his normal maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get this, like, implication that Hisui's main job 
is to make sure he doesn't go into that clearing. And wow, I'm sorry, he's sweet. You're doing a great job at everything else. Yeah, she went to that clearing. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, yeah, maybe don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been sleeping for ten hours. Uh-huh. And Listen, he's sometimes you just pass out for ten hours. He's very late. He's very late for seeing Arceid. Arceid. And he starts to get up and he's like, I gotta I gotta go. And Akiha's like, you don't please don't go. So we get the first choice of day eight. Should he stay? Or should he lie and say that he'll stay and then leave anyway? How could you not go and keep your promise with Archeid, Ben? Because it's a bad end. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. You didn't know that at the time. Uh-huh. I picked uh, Stay. We'll talk about the, the bad end in a sec. He, if, he st- if he agrees to stay... He lays down, Akiha's like, are you just going to sneak out again? And he's he's like, I'm too fucking beat to shit, too. I'm not going anywhere. And, yeah, I mean, to be, like, he knows, either way he knows that he's beat to shit, but, like, he's just more honest to both himself and also Akiha mm-hmm. that he... he can't even, like, stand up on his own, let alone go see Arceid. Mm-hmm. He asks Akiha about the clearing in the garden. She says that they used to play there. In the clearing. And he's like, oh, I definitely don't think that we ever played there. And then he asks if they used to have another kid who would play with them. And she's like, nope, no other kids. And then he passes out. Yeah. That's day eight. So it's... It's interesting because it's unclear whether Akiha's memory is also very vague or if she is actively trying to not help him remember. Yeah, she's very convincing when she says that there was no other kid. Yeah, which like based on based on Shiki's dreams, which seem to be very realistic and like tied to this clearing that there's something weird going on with. There was definitely another kid. And so, like, yeah, there's an interesting, mm-hmm. like, is is Akiha in on this? Or is Akiha also kind of tied up in a victim of whatever happened to Shiki's memory? Let's talk about this uh, bad end, which is the longest one, I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. It's fascinating. It's a whole fake day, basically. Yeah, it's it's super. I mean, like it's not a it's not a super long day. Uh huh. But Shiki does like get up in the morning and go to school. It has a different title than the real day. Yeah, yeah. You get a you get a um. Well, let's see. Um, right. You do you. So you meet up with Arceid. You have a conversation. About how, because of Shiki's eyes, he is resistant to death from external causes. Mm-hmm. But highly, like, that's fine, except that he's more likely to just die on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his body could give out on him. We yeah. get this, yeah, and this is honestly one of my favorite conversations 
in this game because she talks a lot about how Shiki himself is constantly walking this knife's edge between life and death, not just because of what he sees, but because of the way he lives, like the way his body works. Yeah. He's like, humans are always close to death, but Shiki is especially so. Which is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, that it's not... Yeah, it is. It is his eyes. It is like yeah. There's something about his injury. him that hmm? his injury, his injury. Yeah, there's like stuff about him that makes him walk this knife's edge. Yeah, it's, um, it's very interesting. We get into my notes are not nearly as detailed as Ben's, so I'm sorry. Uh, we get into uh, Arcia talking about CL, and I think I think this conversation happens on the normal route as well. Arcades Catholics. Um, Arc, yeah, Arceid, 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 Keid, yeah, hmm? that's, ki, fucking ki, hates the Catholic, Kuid, uh, yeah, it's Arcuid. As um, someone who was raised Catholic, I get it. Uh, yeah, I, so I couldn't tell if Arcuid was like, oh, I just don't want, I don't want someone else getting to my prey first, like, mm-hmm. this is mine. Or if it was a CL is actually going to do something fundamentally bad mm-hmm. if and she gets there first. That is like point, not as effective as what I can do or something. Mm-hmm. At this point, also, Shiki's not ready to say that it's CL. He, he's convinced something that it was like a trick of the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have written down CL, but that's... It's so obviously like, CL. Yeah, it's, it's so obvious. Like we saw um, her face. There's also just an excellent the the melancholy of this scene rules mm-hmm. um shiki like being like uh she's a vampire what does falling for a vampire mean uh-huh um and arcuid like knowing that she's going to outlive him and like that he is going to be barely a blip in her life mm-hmm. um and i just oh mwah. i love i love the two of them each having their own reasons not to fall for each other, but uh-huh. still being inexorably dragged together. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very good. Um, um, day nine. Bit, wait, wait, wait. we do get a little bit about uh, about the exorcist, the the CL exorcist, mm-hmm. where she says something about CL or CL. Archeid says that she thinks she knows specifically who the exorcist is because. She says, that woman is the only agent authorized to hunt heretics alone and who uses black keys that combine the cremation rite and the steel shell effect, which is a lot of really cool sounding shit. Yeah. And again, very, very good nouns. Uh Um, The black keys are her like six swords that she uses. Uh, The cremation rite must have been whatever she did to set set the vampire on fire. I what think, the fuck is the steel shell effect? I'm so curious. Um, is Black Keys the name of Kotamine's swords as well? It's the type of sword. It's those cool, or type of, yeah, like yeah. thin blade. It's that you hold between your fingers. Yeah, I just didn't know if that had changed or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, they're still called the, the, the Black Keys. Yeah, yeah, just oh yeah, I love I love the nouns. <laughs> they're very good. I do also want to point out that. Uh, there's a call-out post for Shiro Emiya in here. Is there? Shiki says, some, he's like thinking about why he want, he's doing what he's doing, right? And yes. he says, you can't kill someone using a cheap notion like justice. 
Uh-huh. This is something that I love about, I actually really like about Shiki. Shiki isn't a high-minded anime, like, save the world boy, like Amia is. Shiki is a deeply selfish person. Yeah, and it, yes. And mm-hmm. the, I think, I think Stay Night gets to examining, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, how selfish Shiro is despite trying mm-hmm. not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I I enjoy this is one of the things I enjoy about Shiki is that like he doesn't look at literally everyone and especially the women in his life and go, well, they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. There's like elements of that because of the general tone of misogyny. But yeah, he he is like, I want to protect myself and the people closest to me because I am not big enough and powerful enough to change the entire world. I can only yeah. hold so much in my hands at once. Mm. And I yeah, like this I, about him. Mm, I, yes. I find that relatable as someone who is a very small person in a very big world. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what I mean is like we don't see mm-hmm. him being like, oh, I have to go home early to to because there are three women there and I need to take care of them. And I'm going to have mm-hmm. Arcade come to my house because like that's the only place I can take care of all four of these people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a very much a like a relatable like listen i can only do so much mm-hmm. i can't i can't yeah i can't take care of everyone all i have the energy for all i have like yeah the capability of or two is take care of these few people who i care about because mm-hmm. shiro's always like reaching beyond his grasp is kind of his whole thing which feels a lot more like standard anime character than me and i know that it does get into just de- deconstructing it but i think that shiki's like personal nihilism uh to an extent and the fact that he still finds some something to hope for and to fight for despite knowing how he could be dead at any minute is really interesting shiro's whole thing is i better not die (laughs) where shiki is i'm going to die and i'm better do my best in the meantime yeah which i do i do really love there are elements that are very similar between the two, especially when it comes to like actual fight scenes. Uh-huh. And like when it comes down to it, uh, I think in a lot of cases, Shiki and Shiro would make the same choices. Yeah. Um, but also like Shiki wouldn't put himself in some situations where Shiro would be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, explicitly like Shiki has no no desire to be a superhero. Yeah, Emmy He's just like, wants oh, to be a like, superhero. I just want to be a normal person. Uh-huh. I want to be a vampire's boyfriend. Uh-huh. That's all he wants what? right now. Same. Last thing I wanted to point out is that uh, Archeid, uh, Archeid uh, speculates that the exorcist might have something called the Seventh Holy Scripture. Uh, I don't know what the fuck that is either. Uh, I... Neither do I. We don't find out, do we? No, not in this route. I mean, I presumably we might find out if we go see L's route. But... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he goes home. Day nine happens. What's the title well, of day nine? Yeah, we get a day nine title. DNM like, is the, the name of right, it. Right, yeah, which is a different title than the real Than the real day, day nine. nine. Which is very funny. And also, I didn't write it down, but there's a there's a separate 
bad end where what DNM stands for is um is explained, which uh-huh. is very funny. I think that comes up in this see the this lesson. Oh, is it this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because I have it written down here. Okay, it's funny. Yeah, we'll get to that. It had been so long since like I had saved in the middle of day nine, and then oh, came no. back to this. Um, because I didn't know that this was a bad end. Uh huh. Um. So it's day nine. He managed not to get found out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what what happens on day nine? So fake day nine. I don't have that written down. Okay. Uh, all I have written down is how is his body going to hold out? How does he not just die? I know that he goes to school and collapses at some point. He's deteriorating from the second he opens his eyes. He is crumbling. It's like distressing to read about. He like gets, he manages to get school, like barely talks to CL. He's like, for, he's in his class, but he forgets what the teacher is saying and he can't make out the board. Mm-hmm. it's really like stressful to read about yeah it it yeah it feels like like i think this is a nasu and we've talked about this before and like mm-hmm. anime in general likes to have likes to have a uh let's say liberal understanding of how bodies work uh-huh. yeah and like characters pushing themselves way beyond what is physically ca- possible mm-hmm. and this was a moment of like how uh-huh. how is this justified like it's so clear that he's like literally falling apart mm-hmm. it's catching up to him yeah it's like how is he still alive well well so he crumples he goes to the he, they bring him to the infirmary he and they send for kohaku to pick him up yeah she goes to bring him to the car and he's like barely conscious and realizes that for some reason she's walking him up the stairs and then she's gone. Yeah, which is I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell how much of this is like, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But it's a like mm-hmm. it's interesting how much of this is uh like fever dream versus mm-hmm. actually her. Well, all of a sudden it's night. And the vampire, the bandage vampire from the other night is here. And he does say that Kohaku is already done. I presumed that he caught her with his mystic eyes of enchantment. That and that was he my... had her lead him upstairs, lead Shiki upstairs. Okay. My read was like, he has already killed Kohaku. And then killed her. Yeah, I assumed after that. After, after, because she walks him upstairs and then disappears. And I think I... that's when he killed her. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I, again, didn't have very good notes, so mm-hmm. I didn't catch that she walked him up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the I first that sign he, that something like, was going wrong. wandered there on his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, yeah, the enemy vampire stabs Shiki with a knife, and he looks up at the moon and comments about how beautiful it is, just like, in very similar wording as the opening, and then he dies. Yeah, I think, so... We get him remembering the Black Forest and, like, mm-hmm. he says something about that, like, directly ties him to the opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, he dies. And we get no further connections to the opening, as far as I know. CL Sensei's lesson. 
CL says that uh, it's his association with Ark that has led to his death. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's so mean to Ar- Ark Reed. Uh-huh. And little, the little gremlin Ark shows up and is like, you ha- you have uh, you have secret intentions. And CL takes a swipe at her. This mm-hmm. is the, yeah, I think we talked about this last time. This is the kind of, like, comedy that works way better. In Tiger Dojos. In, in Tiger Night. Dojos, because of their animation. Right. As opposed to this, which is, like, very static. Yeah, there is, like, the slightest bit of animation, but only, and notably only in the, the lessons. Yeah. There's, like, no animation at all in the main game. Yeah. So, there there's apparently a few ways to get this lesson. Um, there are but, three in well, three in the original, two in the in this version, because oh, okay. one of those three bad ends just leads to an end, mm. uh, when it should in fact lead to this lesson. Interesting. And uh, the name of the episode? Do you have the name of the episode written down? the The name of the, not the episode, the the day. Uh, the DMR. Yeah, DNM. DNM. I can't letters um i do not have okay it's either dizzy not healthy moon (laughs) or dark night moon which is better and honestly they should have just called it dark night moon Uh uh-huh i'm very curious how that how that translation works yeah but yeah that's a that's an interesting end it's a it, it takes a quite a while to get to the end yeah it's um, I think there are a couple of Stay Night endings like this that mm-hmm. I also really enjoy. The, like, oh, there's an actual, like, ending here rather than just, well, I kind of, like, yeah, something suddenly mm-hmm. happens and then you're dead. Yeah, yeah. You, it, it's not a, you look at the door and then a shark eats you. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. some, it's a wild divergence. Yeah. Which I get that there can only be a couple of those, because mm-hmm. like you can't assume that everyone is going to uh, exhaustively play through and try uh-huh. to get every bad end, but yeah. We want to talk about the real day nine now? <sighs> we probably should. Let's do it, fun. Day nine. Vermilion Crimson Moon one. Friday, October 29th. So, Shiki, this is when Shiki doesn't go to see Arkeid and just takes a nap. Sleeps mm-hmm. all night. Which, like, fucking, he, yeah. Take a nap, Shiki. You need it. He wakes up feeling actually pretty good and opens his eyes and Arkeid is three inches from his face like a cat <laughs> waiting for dinner. Breakfast. I, she's... She's so good. My literally my first note on day nine is I love Arcreed so much. She's a cat who wants attention. <laughs> she this is my favorite drawing in the entire game. <laughs> this like extreme close-up of her face while she pouts at him. She's so good, Ben. Um she's so sad that he didn't come to hang out. She just uh-huh. wants his attention. Mm-hmm. And like honestly fair. I would be sad. Um, mm, I don't know that I'd be sad if Shiki didn't come to ha- <laughs> hang out with me. I would be sad uh, if the person I liked didn't come hang out with me, and uh-huh. they promised to. If I promised to hang out with you in a park and then didn't show, you'd be you'd be pretty upset. 
I'd be pretty bummed. I don't know that I would like come to your Break house, house and like and... crawl up a tree and then get into your room and while you're sleeping climb on top of you and just like put my face three inches from you but i'm you not know, convinced you wouldn't i'm not a cat i'm a fox yeah so shiki's like oh my god arkia's in my room and also she's still wearing her shoes that's rude <laughs> It's so, it's so funny that, that he literally says, uh, like, she's in my room, she's on my bed, and she's wearing her shoes, that, those are the only three things I know. <laughs> uh-huh. And she's, like, she's, like, furious at him. She's like, I'm, a, I should fucking end your miserable life right here. She's so mad, which, again, fair, he made a promise. And, okay, this is the thing that I don't like about Shiki. He's constantly getting mad at other people, especially Arkeid, and acting like they're being a burden. And then, like, two, like, days later, he'll realize, he'll remember that it's his fucking fault in the first place, and then he'll apologize. Yeah, he's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a great line. To come into someone's room still wearing shoes like that. What does she intend to do? <laughs> Back to the shoes. Which She's is like, okay, listen, I would be the same. I grew up in a house where we did not wear shoes um, if you were, like, walking around. Mm -hmm. You wore them, in, like, into the, the very inner door um, or the basement, and then uh, you took them off and you walked around in socks or bare feet. And so, like, I would also be like, ah, you're getting dirt everywhere. I'm going to be stressed about this forever. We should um, do house shoes. We hmm? should get house. We could should get, should get house shoes, and do Why? like the house shoe thing. Know what I mean? Like the little slippers. I mean, I guess I just don't. Uh, having things on my feet feels weird. Well, we don't have to. I'm just saying, like, it could be yeah, fun. Could. That's an option. I love you. I love you. Feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is not making it into the podcast, then. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay. Um, when you say things like that, it makes me want to include it in the podcast. Okay, maybe it can go in outtakes. But <laughs> nope. Hmm. What? I'm not. Yeah. You don't want me to talk about feet? I respect other people's uh desire to be horny for feet. Uh huh. Couldn't yeah. be me. It couldn't be me. We'll we'll get Fan, we'll get to fake grand order. Oh my god, we're <laughs> not no. <laughs> I'm still reeling that she other Shiki, better Shiki is a foot girl. <laughs> Showing off those souls. Why, Ben? <laughs> you could stop at any time. Okay, okay, okay. Let's uh let's get back to it. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I, I was thinking about ripping your throat out while you slept. <laughs> and he's like, ooh, I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen. But yeah, she's just been there hovering over him for hours, staring at him, not moving. Except for whenever someone came by to check on him, she would like swoop away and hide. <laughs> she's so good. Mm-hmm. Um... Hisui came to wake him up. She decided that she doesn't like Hisui and sent her away using her mind control powers. <laughs> so funny. And erased her memory of seeing Archeon. And yeah. No, well, 
she modifies Hisui's memory so that Hisui thinks that Shiki has already gone to school. <laughs> That's right. I did not write that down, but you're right. It's so funny. So, he promises not to break any more promises to her. And I said, this is the third on-screen promise that he's made that he absolutely will not be able to keep. Does he? I think he, I think he is able to keep it, though. Yeah, I, I was absolutely certain he wasn't going to be able to. Yeah, I was just trying to think about promises. if he does, in fact, have to break any more promises. And I think the only time he does, does lead to a bad end. Mm-hmm. So, she uh, instantly, not mad at him anymore, lets him get up, and then says, you're skipping out on school, you're gonna spend the day with me to make it up. Hell yeah, he is. Arc or school, fun Choice. First choice of the day. Ben, this is not a choice. It's arc rate. Did you do the school? Eventually, yes. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's basically the the last dead end we talked about. Oh, oh. Does it lead to a bad end? It leads to exactly the same bad end. Oh, oh, it is not a choice at all. I mean, yeah, like both. I went with Arcade because I love her and why Mm -hmm. wouldn't I? Fuck school at this point, right? What fool would choose school over Arcade is what I have written down. But also, yes, it does. It is one of the other. So there are three ways to get to that bad end. It is one of the other two. Mm hmm. I said uh, I chose Archeid because I'm not a heathen. Yeah, I I just don't understand why you would be like, you know, like, cool vampire girl who's into me and wants to have fun versus school, and you'd choose school. Right. Well, if you don't understand how roots work in games, you might still think you have a chance with CL. I guess. So, yeah, he's not jazzed about this you know what i mean he's like being like oh we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to find any dead and she's like but i want to hang out and he's doing the thing again where he's like but she's not human which yeah i don't know is like yeah just Mm -hmm. accept your feelings Mm -hmm. yeah i i wrote down that he shiki becomes like way less likable whenever he starts thinking about archaeid as a woman, as opposed to as a person. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. It's my <sighs> least favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. That's a lie. It is one of the things I don't like. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I have a bunch of rambling. <laughs> some of these some of these notes are really good, Ben. Yeah, uh-huh. So, he has to sneak out of the house because... He sweet told everyone that he's at school. Oh, it's so well. Correction: Arkeid told he or like made he sweet think that he went to he school. He was at school already, not not awake and like dressed and ready to come down soon. Uh-huh. Just like gone, <laughs> causing trouble for him. Oh yeah, I wish he didn't call her stupid so much. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I get it that like it's a like. Ha ha ha! I'm treating you differently because I like you, and I don't uh-huh. understand that I'm yet. A schoolyard like, bully who has a crush on a girl. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, nice to everyone except her because she's special, et cetera, et cetera. But just like, uh, can you uh, call her goofball, please? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Not anything else. So he 
escapes the house, gets to the gate, and catches up with Archeid, and she's like, you know, I'm not, I don't even know why I was so mad at you. Why do you think I was so mad at you? We get a choice. Why girl so mad? Uh, obviously because she hates, uh, she hates Shiki. The choices are because you're selfish, because you're a vampire, or because you hate me. <laughs> hate Shiki. Um, I picked hate too. Uh, tell me what happens on hate. Oh, God, so I don't have that written down. Okay, but, I'll just um, do it. She's really confused, and then she's kind of like, well, I guess. I've never, I've never, like, really had interactions with humans before? She specifically says that she's never had any emotions directed at a human, involving a human. Yeah, and we get, yeah, we get that expanded a little bit, like, in the, literally the next scene. Um, but it, yeah, it's like, oh, well, I guess that, that must be it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know about emotions, so mm-hmm. if you tell me, uh, if you're saying I hate you, then, like, sure, that, I'll believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks if he hates her, and he won't admit that he has a crush, but he says he doesn't hate her. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, mm, yep, it sure is a... I, de- I definitely don't hate you. Mm-hmm. Um, worth noting that. Uh, so I think "hate me" is the is the nicest version uh-huh. of this, where she's like, "Oh, you actually do like me." Um, she if gets you- excited if you call her selfish. If I'm Does remembering she? correctly, I think she's like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> That's cute. Um, I yeah, you don't get you get it. It, it's never shown anywhere there is in fact a relationship screen in fate's day night mm-hmm. um your your like level of relationship with characters is not shown in interesting um tsukihime but hate me gives you a point and if you say you're a vampire uh you lose a point yeah her. she she gets sad i think yeah I, I she gets them, really bummed and it's like well yeah of course because you're you're telling her that, like, there's absolutely nothing she can do about these feelings she has. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also did write some more stuff about feeling weird that it's like he committed a murder on her and that turned her into a real girl with real feelings. Yeah, I think it's... I don't think it's really... It, I don't think it really ends up being that, but sometimes it feels like that throughout this route and it's like, I, I hate it when it feels like that. Yeah, it's definitely the, it's like, the murder was the thing that caused the two of them to start talking. Uh-huh. Um, it's what got and, her out of her rut. Yeah, yeah. It just, like, yeah. At this point yeah. in the story, they imply that he broke something in her by killing her. And that is the part that I'm reacting badly to. It turns yes. out to not really be the case that that's why she's having feelings all of a sudden. But, like, some, it's hinted to be the case early on. I'm like, you can't just kill someone till they like you. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. feels a little weird when it's framed that way. And I'm, yeah. I'm glad they went a different direction with it. Archeid says, you gotta pick where we go. Where are they going? Next choice. Choice three. We going to see a movie? To a random back alley or to the park again. So I have seen all three of these. I picked I play, movie I play, first. I play we a random need, back alley. We need to talk about the alley. Tell me what happens in the alley. 
Wait, did you choose this one? I picked the movies as my real one, but uh, I did do the, the alley okay. to see do what happens. Notes on the alley? Because I I, all I have written down for the alley is taking to the alley Alley is actually hilarious. I think so. You, he, well, yeah. yeah, you're I'll say what I know and then you can uh, expound um, if that's OK. Uh-huh. Um, so you're like, you're getting to the alley, and she's like, where are we going? <laughs> she's so curious about where and they're he, going. And he's like, well, I figured, like, someplace, uh, quiet and dark would be the best for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's like, uh, give me one reason why I shouldn't kill you. <laughs> yeah, she gives him this, like, terrifying smile, and she says, do you, is it that you want a replay of the last time we met up in an alley and see if it goes different this time? <laughs> Which is, God, such a good line. Also, I said, I, I noted that it should be a bad end. She should just kill him for this. Yes, that would rule. He's, Shiki deserves it. On his way to the alley, he's like, yeah, she draws a lot of attention, so I want to hide her in an alley. Anyway, movie is, movie is also really sweet and good. Uh-huh. Um, It's just cute that, like, I... So, this is, like, extremely relatable of taking someone to something and being like well i really hope that they're enjoying themselves like i Mm -hmm. i'm doing fine but like oh i'm sure that they hate this Mm -hmm. and just like yeah it's 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 cute Mm -hmm. i don't know it's like it's boring and straight but it's cute the people are staring at them because arky it's hot and shiki is with her (laughs) fair he's like he's yeah, I don't know. He exists. Fine. He exists. Um, she's like a movie theater. Okay, nerd. And yeah, he's which like, is... it's okay. We'll find a good movie. Uh, there's a romance, a romance, or a romance. <laughs> it's... And and then yeah, and then horror. There is there a horror movie? I feel like isn't there? I thought there was only three romances. I thought because they go a... to a romance. Yeah. I thought that there was a horror movie. Maybe that was like a different Showtime or something. Maybe. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, but. I wrote down that the, there was only three three romances were the options. Okay. Um, They should have seen a horror movie together. <laughs> he says, uh, he gives her a ticket, he buys her ticket, and says, show them this ticket when we go in. They'll take half of it, but that's normal, so don't get mad. It's like, yeah, it's cute. He's, hmm. it's cute and also a little bit like, come on, dude. Like, she knows that much. Does, we don't know that she does at this point, though. I'm I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if Arky had went over the counter at someone over something like that. I guess, but like, she's also, I don't know, she like rented an apartment on her own. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but she she's never bought out the entire theater. floor of a hotel. <laughs> That's like, uh, traveling assassin shit, you know? She's never we do we do find out she has never seen a movie before. Yeah, but yeah. But she knows she and knows she's how... a goofball. <laughs> yeah. She's very good. We do get some more information about how she is educated about the time period that she is in. Mm-hmm. Which is never fully explained, because there's some things that make me wonder how exactly that works. But she loves the shit out of this movie. I'm so happy. This is like the, yeah, this is the best version of this where 
going in, she's like, fucking all right, sure, I'll go to a movie. And then coming out, she's like, oh my god, that was so amazing, I'm so excited. Like, that just, yeah, bubbly and, like, really having fun. It's so funny, because he's like, well, what did you like about it? And she's like, well, it had, it told, like, a story, and also it was really dark in the theater. <laughs> she's so cute, man. And he just starts rambling about how it was a bad movie. And it's it bursts her bubble. Yeah. I yeah, again, I get where he's coming from. He's trying to be like, oh, there's even better stuff out there, but it seems to just kind of make her sad that she didn't get to see a great movie with him. Yeah. Yeah. It's a like, yeah, he's he he should have realized that she liked it. And kind of before before she went off about how good it was, he already had in his mind like Oh well, she hated it. So like, mm-hmm. I should, I should, I should set it up that like it it wasn't really, yeah that it that it was like a circumstance that that gave us this this like kind of okay to bad movie and not like not all movies are like that and like we should go again sometime maybe. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it he's yeah again I. Mm-hmm. I relate to the, like, I, I want to make sure that you can say that this thing I brought to you is bad, brought mm-hmm. you to is bad, because, like, maybe you think it's bad and I don't want to, like, yeah, I don't know. I suppose it does, it's, it's this ephemerality thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, she's bummed because she knows that, like, this is probably her only chance. Uh-huh. And he's hopeful that they will be able to do it again. Yeah, he, yeah, his... His whole thing is like, well, yeah, we'll like go see a better movie sometime. And she's like, oh, yeah, that would be nice. Kind of knowing that it's never mm-hmm. going to happen. He assumes he's stuck with her for life at this point, pretty much. Yeah. So they go to a fake McDonald's and he orders some food and she stares at the menu for a while and then orders exactly what he did. What? I've done that. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're someplace you don't know, and it's like, well, uh, yeah, what what my friend got. Mm-hmm. Uh, she starts snacking on french fries like pro. He's like, wow, you're good at eating french fries. And she's like, I knew, I know all about them. Never ate them before. And yeah, she talks about how her life is. She wakes up from sleeping in a castle. She studies the modern time period. And then she goes and does vampire hunting. This is all she does. She wakes so, up, she goes on a hunt, she fucks around, then she goes back to sleep. That's all she hey does. Ben, yeah. Does this sound like anyone else that we know of in this universe? Oh, oh. Like a servant. Because this is maybe. literally just servants. Uh-huh. I mean, like uh-huh. they kind of already the throne of heroes is weird in terms of time so like they already have all of their memories mm-hmm. from every like time that they go out but also like kind of get wiped mm-hmm. but yeah she is just a proto servant yeah 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 except for that she does she never had a normal life before this she was never yeah. human yeah mm-hmm. so it's even sadder <laughs> than servants yeah. are she's Oh, I love her. I want to I want to hold her and pat her head and tell her it's going to uh-huh. be okay. But yeah, now she's had some like experience in the world. She's like, hey, "You know what? It's actually cooler than I thought it would be from how it sounded." And he's just sitting there like, "Oh, it's so nice to learn about her." Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's nice to be listened to, and it's nice to learn about someone you care about. Uh-huh. But yeah, I think that's a that's a really interesting... Yeah, the way that she's like, oh, like, I'd read about the world, and, like, mm-hmm. it seemed fine, but, like, not for me. But then, literally the first time she talks to someone, she immediately falls for them. Uh-huh. It's like, oh. A romantic at heart. Yeah, she's just... She's just a little kitty who needs, who wants to find someone to, you know, feed her. Saucer of milk and all that. Speaking of eating, she eats the hamburger, but in a weird way. (laughs) And he gets, like, all weirded out. And he's like, oh god, he says, that small mouth of yours isn't fit to eat fast food. (laughs) I was like, fuck you, man. She can eat whatever she wants with that small mouth. (laughs) She sure does. Um... (laughs) Yeah, and she does She does just, like, get grumpy and, like, snack down on the burger. I guess she was eating it too regally, and he was like, it's weird. And what now she- she's just angry eating the burger, and he's like, that's more normal. Is, like, yeah, I guess that may- I don't know. Like, whatever, eat food however you want. But, like, the the image of someone very daintily eating a $1 burger is a little funny to me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then he actually, he realizes that he doesn't actually know what she eats. She says she didn't, hasn't drunk blood, right? Mm -hmm. And she's acting like food is a novelty. So what does she eat? And I'm still kind of confused on this. Yeah. She says eating human food allows her to move on her own, whatever that means. Um... And that her vampire hunger, the hunger for blood, is more like bloodlust than hunger. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is really interesting. And she says that this is true for all true ancestors. Uh Uh-huh. That, like, dead apostles are different. They actually need blood to keep existing. But for true ancestors, it's less like, oh, I'm hungry, I should go eat. And it's more like a thing that you... Well, yeah, you have to keep in check. It's it is a flaw in their design, is how it's phrased later. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, she doesn't actually need blood to live, although it does provide a lot of energy for her uh, if she was to take in blood. But oh, I just lost track of what I was going to say. Right, I I believe it's like the energy of the world that is sustaining her. Which, which yeah, I, again, I, I like you, like we learn about that from you and Grand Order mostly. Yeah, I think you's a little different. In there that, are some I, differences. I think the what a true ancestor is evolved a little bit in their yeah. canon. Uh, because but, no, you is depicted as a tragic figure, but I would argue that Archeid's, uh existence is a lot worse. Oh my god, Archeid's so sad. I just, she's tragic. Yeah, I think, yeah, it makes sense that, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'll just, like, rest for a couple of days and my power will come back. Mm -hmm. Very much feels like, yeah, there's a, there's a, she's feeding off of the mana in the air. That's Mm -hmm. the odd, ode is in your body and mana's when it's in the air, right? Something like that. Shit. Um, Yeah, she's feeding off of the, like, ambient magical energy, which... Yeah, this game never uses the term magical energy, but that's basically what yeah. it is. So she is able to suppress the hunger, uh, and she says that inversion impulses rarely happen. And inversion impulse is the name of the first two chapters, and uh, is sick. 
I guess that's when a true ancestor, or I think it's phrased, I looked this up, I think it's when a non-human goes uh, and becomes the human killer. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Cause so I, I was like f- putting together like, oh, what that time he was bleeding and she pushed him away must be related to this like bloodlust that she has and is resisting. Cause she said uh, she'd never thought of him that way before. And I thought it was funny that he is like, oh no, I'm thinking of her as a girl. And she's, oh no, I'm thinking about him as a meal. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Shiki is very happy that she doesn't go around killing humans. And it's like, well, are you even really a vampire then, if you don't need to drink blood? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm a vampire. Uh, blood would be very nutritious for me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But that only dead apostles require it to live. Well, yeah. And and she says that, like, oh, I've never drunk blood because humans are equals. Like, if cows mm-hmm. could talk to you, would you, would you re- eat, a cow? eat uh-huh. them? Yeah, she's vegan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's super interesting the ways in which she's like, well, I'm perfectly fine eating meat because meat isn't sapient. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm I'm perfectly fine eating this burger because the cow it came from wasn't sapient. But mm-hmm. because humans are, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. She's very good. She's very soft. Mm-hmm. I love her. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Oh, there's... This This is... Did we get into what-ifs here, or is that in a little bit? We get the, the choice, the next choice. Okay. I have this note written down before the next choice. Yeah. Does she not talk about, like, liking what-ifs here? Oh, I don't I think, think I noted does. that down. I think you're right. Shiki's like... I think, yeah, there's something, something brings up what ifs, and Shiki's like, I don't like them. I don't like thinking about, like, I just, I just rather, like, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, I love, I love what ifs. Um, the, the quote I have written down is specifically Archeid, Archeid saying, not knowing how things will turn out, yet still having hope, at least for that moment, mm-hmm. is like, oh, mwah. this is, this is the core of, of this relationship, mm-hmm. is like, Oh, yeah, they don't really know how things are going to turn out, but there's both of them hope that the two of them will stay together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that possibility is still real right now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that has prevented that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's paralleled very interestingly at the end of the story i didn't i wish I had noted it down because I didn't think it was going to be as important as it ended up being that phrasing. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a there's a there's another yeah, there's another good moment about what ifs at the very end. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think the what if comes up in reference to what if uh meat was sapient or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Uh she's like, okay, what if meat was sapient? Could you eat it? And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't like what ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in the real world. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, so still at lunch. What do they chat about? He can tell her, finally, about the the time he got attacked by the other night by the bandage vampire. Yeah, or, because they had that conversation in a, on a bad end. They haven't had it on the real route yet. Uh, he can ask about her enemy, the person, the vampire she's hunting. Or he can ask her about her hobbies, her history, and 
her three sizes. <sighs> so close. So close to liking that last option. I did do uh-huh. all three. So the only one I have notes written down for is the last night, because that feels like the right thing to talk about. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, so the actual thing is you get the same scene later, or like a very similar one, mm-hmm. um, later where he dumps all the information and mm-hmm. like she gives him the lore dump about uh, Christianity being a defense mechanism. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of the stuff that we told her on that bad end that went bad. Yeah. Well, so there's that same info dump. And then there's like some really interesting conversation around uh, like why what is why is living worth it <laughs> this is the shit fan this is why i care about this fate. Is, this is the stuff that is like oh yes this game might in fact have good parts <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it's the stuff that's like why live at all if we won't be remembered why live without purpose because that is life because living in and of itself is worth it um mm-hmm. and like the, those first two questions are basically Archeid, Archeid being like why do humans live I don't I don't get it I don't mm-hmm. get why humans are alive it's very good and Shiki's just like because fucking we can't all be the most important person in the universe mm-hmm. like we just living living is purposeful even if you don't have some grand design mm-hmm. yeah it's and great Archeid says something about uh uh not ever being able to forget how wonderful it is to live to be happy to be sad to enjoy life in reference to like again i i i used to just be like a robot who woke up slaughtered a vampire and went back to sleep mm-hmm. and now i'm i'm like actually living and it rules it's so good that's such a good scene so yeah that's that's if he fills her in on being the attack Oh, he... wait, one more. Sorry. Well, yeah, tell me. Um, and also, they talk about, like, we, yeah, in, in terms of, like, we enjoy life despite being so close to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's and no... she's very sensitive to that. Yeah, like, he has lived his life both, like, with the death eyes and also with his injuries and quote-unquote anemia. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no point he says something about there's no point in letting that overshadow everything my notes here are like really spotty and it's a mix of like actually in the game and like my own mm-hmm. beliefs about this stuff um but there's no point in letting it overshadow everything because like why why then then living wouldn't have a point uh-huh. if all we care about is that death is around the corner then like then we'd never get anything done mm-hmm. but if we don't let it overshadow anything, like we can enjoy life, and like that's that's good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and just one more thing. Sorry. No, you're okay. I just was gonna comment on that. I yeah, it. This all ties into like they are clearly talking about. Hey, this relationship is going to end. Mm-hmm. And what's the purpose of it if? If we know it's going to end soon, like mm-hmm. if we know that Archeid is going to outlive him and like, you know, whether it's a year or whether it's like 50 years, that's nothing to her. Mm-hmm. And like, why, why try it all if, 
it's just going to end. And I think I think that Shiki makes a good case for like, well, fucking, if you never let yourself try anything because death is around the corner, then you're going to be miserable. But mm-hmm. and see, this is the stuff. This stuff is what where I'm like, actually, no, Shiki does have some personality, and the personality he has is perfect for Archeid. Because yeah. anyone who didn't have this intimate and understanding of death wouldn't be able to handle her as she is pondering what it is to be alive. They wouldn't have nearly as uh, good answers for her, and she would just be spinning her wheels, not really sure what to make of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the moments where he does actually shine a little bit. Yeah. it's This conversation is like... Not the first moment that I was like, okay, I'm sold on this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely like one of my one of the best moments in this route, I think. Mm-hmm. Um in terms Day-day. of like it, it it's the it's the discussion around immortality, and it's this that are like the two things that we've talked about so far that I'm like, yes, this is good. This is like this is what I came for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I think I like I like a lot of the other stuff around like the fighting the fights are like pretty well written and like the characters are good but like this is the stuff that I'm just like oh yes give it to me just drench me in this uh-huh. this, is, this is what the whole thesis of the fate series is yes uh and it's here uncut and surrounded by other bad shit uh-huh uh Okay, sorry. I talked a lot. Now you can talk about it. No, it's okay. I think if Fate didn't have this deep, like, uh, hopeful melancholy inside its bones, I don't think it could be exactly the same, but minus that, and I don't think it would have it would have hit me nearly as hard. I don't think I would be doing this podcast. No, yeah, definitely. There's, yeah. I think I would still enjoy it from other anime properties to me. Or to a, from a lot of them, you know what I mean? Yeah, is this combination of like abject misery at what it is, what we suffer as humans, and also a uh, constant overriding hopefulness and yearning for purpose in life? Yeah, and like, and and not just yearning, but also finding purpose. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Finding this it is through wanting. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I I would still enjoy Fate if it wasn't if it didn't have this yeah the core of melancholy hopefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't be the thing where I was like, let's start a podcast about. This. I would be thinking about it fucking constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Which is listen, I like things outside of Fate, but uh-huh. I do too. I like a lot of shit. Fate is just oh, the it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating, I think about and it death is the, a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean. It is the thing that that yeah. It is a lot of things that I like altogether. <laughs> mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time thinking about death as someone who doesn't really have a like defined purpose in my life. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like a floating person who's not really sure what to do with myself half the time. So this is Same. food for me. <laughs> this is food to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're eating fake McDonald's and talking about uh, what it means to why you would waste your time being alive. And it's uh-huh. good. 
Which is, yeah, God, I'm really conscious of, now that we're putting this out as a podcast, I'm really conscious of, like, I'm sure that someone's going to listen to this and just be like, those fucking idiots, like, have they not heard of Blah? Uh-huh. And I probably have heard of Blah. Or, or I just haven't, because, like, listen, I, I'm busy, I only have so much time in my mm-hmm. life, and, like, please, if, if, yeah. Please recommend me things that are that you think uh fall into this this like uh oeuvre? Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um uh, but on the same token, if you're gonna come and say that fate sucks, uh do this instead, well fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I think there there's a it like, might not ho- be for you, but like I don't care. <laughs> Hopefully if you're listening to this you realize yeah, you you not realize, but... You're willing um, to meet us halfway on this. Yeah, yeah. They, even if you don't like fate for various reasons, which, fair. Fair. That you can still... You can still say, like, oh, I get what you like about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from these conversations. That you can, like, look at what, we, what we're saying and say, like, oh, okay. I understand. I understand why you like this thing, even if I can't mm-hmm. or don't. Yeah, it's like, to get to this good stuff, there is a lot of bullshit to wade through. You need to have a high tolerance for anime bullshit, for example. There's a, there is a lot to wade through for this game. I feel like there's less with more modern Fate stuff. There, it's, it's still there. Uh, there, there there's yeah, a lot I of think... shit in Grand Order. There's a lot of shit in... Every Fate property has its issues. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to say that it's not there at mm-hmm. all, but... This is a high bar of entry. Oh my god, it's such a high bar, Ben. And from what I've heard, it's only going to get worse. Yay! Uh, yeah, I just want to say that, like, there are... In Grand Order, for instance, it is, like, very much cordoned off. Mm-hmm. It feels like... Or not... Yeah. I don't... Again. I don't want to... I don't want to say that, like, it doesn't exist at all in yeah. Modern Fate. But it 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 is uh less less like the entirety of the text Mm -hmm. and more like oh you can you can skip a couple of scenes and mostly Mm -hmm. avoid the the worst of it yeah i I agree with that yeah fate yeah i'm not out here saying that this is the best series to handle topics about death because that that's silly i just like the way they do it Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm I, I think that, uh, especially later on, Nasi's a pr- pretty good writer about this stuff. And I appreciate the way he thinks about the death. Yeah. And uh-huh. life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a long ch- chatter. Where the, where the fuck are we? I can't believe that was all for one one option for one choice. Well, yeah, because it's, like, it's some of the coolest stuff in the game. <laughs> uh-huh. So, what happens if instead of chatting about the attack... We ask Arkid about her enemy. I think we got a lore dump on. Do we? Do we, we get some interesting stuff? He's the serpent. No. Okay. Never mind then. Uh, yeah. So she says she gets very upset, and she says she's never met him. Doesn't know what he looks like. Doesn't know what he's capable of. But she does know his name is Michael Roa Valdanjong. Which is a name. <gasps> Fate. Fate continuing its its S tier Western names. Uh huh. Yeah. She also 
she mentions again, like the last one, she doesn't really have hobbies. She doesn't have a history. Uh, oh yeah, she says she doesn't. Um, she's never measured herself. Great. <laughs> she doesn't really even get why that question's a bad question. Yeah, which is the hmm. Mm-hmm. And she talks about she doesn't really do anything besides kill dead apostles and go back to sleep. She does uh-huh. mention that she's technically a princess and that the true ancestors treat her like royalty. But uh, that it's not really as big a deal as it sounds, I guess. <laughs> yeah, which is so funny. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, that was that was the last of the options asking her about her hobbies. I got fucking scrambled. I need to, like, organize my notes a little bit better. Anyway, yeah, I, I settled for telling her about the other night because that seemed like the best thing to say. Yeah, I think there's, like, a small intermediate scene and then literally, if you don't tell about, tell her about the the night uh i think it's you go to the park mm-hmm. um and then if you didn't tell her about the nut night when you were eating burgers you tell her about it here after food they wander around and they end up at the school at sunset and she says she wants to go inside which mm-hmm. i don't know creepy <laughs> it's creepy that she wants to go in to the school no like schools at night are creepy uh, uh-huh yeah she's like she's He's like, no, no, we can't. And she's right at the door instantly. And she's like, can I break this? <laughs> she rules. Uh-huh. Just... And she does talk him into using death perception to cut a window lock to let her in. Uh-huh. Wait, is it not the, the school lock? The, like, no, it's a, lock? it's a lock on one of the w- school windows. Okay. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, I promise I'll never use my mystic eyes of death perception again, Not especially not for frivolous things. Listen, he's just in love, Ben. Give uh-huh. him a pass. I'll give him a pass for this one time. <laughs> he's gonna need a lot more passes, but I'm fresh out. <laughs> uh-huh. So well, yeah. I don't know that he needs passes. Mm-hmm. He would, but we'll get there. To not have a failing grade at the end of our, uh, this class, this judgment... He would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, spoilers, he is not gonna pass. This is, in, in the classroom, this is more of this good, this good shit, this good shit that I love. Uh This is, this is one, again, one of my favorite scenes in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, she asked him what he studies. He's like, oh, you know, usual boring things. She's like, oh, I figured you just studied the blade. (laughs) And he's like, is that a joke? And she's like, yes, it is. And claps. You, you figured it out. <laughs> she's so proud of him for figuring out that he told a jo- or that she told a, him a joke. Uh-huh. It's so good. Like, but yeah, the actual thing is like, I think she's also proud of herself for telling a joke. Yeah. That's the first time that she's ever done it. Uh-huh. I yeah. She's her. been very funny before, but not purposefully telling jokes. Mm-hmm. So, he's like, yeah, I study all this useless bullshit. And she's like, your time is so short. You don't have any to waste. Why? Why do this? Why do you live a pointless life? Okay, yeah, sorry. I My notes weren't organized enough. Yeah, this is where we get this all the, the stuff. That, that really good stuff about, like, yeah, like, why live? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, it's, okay. Oh. I thought that might have come later, but it was a good conversation. Yeah, it's yeah. It was in there, this general general point. One of my 
favorite lines in this entire uh, game is here. She's stunned that they that he finds this pointless life worth living. And he says, some years later, there will be a time when I, I'll just think, and I'll remember back and say, yeah, that's how it was back then. And I'll give a bitter smile. So there's meaning in it. Yeah, which is just, yeah, I love this. That hit me like a fucking truck. Which is like, yeah, that it that it gets back at like, hey, just existing has a point, even if you can't see it. Even if it's just the memory, the vague memories. Like I've I've been through a lot of changes in the last couple uh last year. I lost a, a job that was very important to me, and that job was I was part of a community that I cared about a lot, and I lost all of that. And so this like. I have a lot of fond memories to look back on, even though I'm not, like, very old. Uh, so this, like, hits me in, in a particular way. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that all that was worth it because I can just remember those things now and be like, yeah, I, I it was like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I probably think about the past too much sometimes. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, very similar of, like, oh, right, the, the, let's see. The uh the summer I spent interning at the company where I now work and or like fucking the the week I spent uh interning at a polymer science lab and like uh did experiments with a grad student and um synthesized indigo and like I don't have those notes that I took there. I like barely remember most of what we did, but like it was fun and just having those memories of like oh right like the time that i went to karaoke with all of the other interns is like oh yeah that that was fun and like Mm -hmm. that's that's enough that's all that needs to be purposeful is just you being able to think back on it and think yeah okay like i that was a fun memory huh Mm -hmm. and then just like continue with your day Mm -hmm. (sighs) mm-hmm So, yeah, another good line. I think it's best to just fool yourself and live like you don't realize there's no meaning to life. Oh, (laughs) I love this. God, this is is the high point. This is where I was highest on Shiki, was the beginning, the early parts of day nine. This is probably where I was highest on this game as a whole. Yeah. I I, think there's some interesting mm, stuff later, but... The very, yeah, there are like, there are good moments in the epilogue, but like, mm, things that happen soon, uh, just broke my enjoyment of this game. Yeah. Yeah, she talks about how she's been having fun with the Shiki. He's kind of like, stunned, yeah. like, taken aback by her being so vulnerable. She's like, maybe I really am broken, or maybe I'm asleep already and this is just a dream. Yeah, because I think, it's this is where we get that like her talking about i've never done pointless things before i like some i must i only lived with purpose now i'm doing pointless things which means that something must have broken Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like yeah that she she kind of hears him with respect to just living is has point but also is like hasn't accepted it yet Mm mm-hmm yeah anyway this is just yeah oh he's like you shouldn't worry about it so much you're just a normal girl and there's another good line if you just if you take every bit of selfishness out of you there'd be nothing left but bones (laughs) (laughs) 
And his, like, little teasing there kind of snaps her out of her, like, sudden funk. Um, but again, he still won't admit that he has a thing for her, because this this is a romance visual novel, and he can't admit that yet. I... Mm -hmm. Honestly, this plot would be more or less the... Like, I know that, yeah, because sex scenes, you need to have, like, a... You need to space them out, etc., etc., mm. and, like, ugh. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah, I don't know that very much would change if he was mm -hmm. able to admit his love for her now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, like... There's yeah. some stuff that happens. There's a really good, like, ah, uh, now I can finally tell you I love you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, she... She needles him a little bit about the fact that he could die, like, sooner than he thinks because of his health conditions. Mm -hmm. And he's like, well, humans all die eventually. She's like, you'll die sooner. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. I'm just happy that I'm alive right now. Yeah. And she like, she nods and she's like, I'm going to put all this away until after we kill the vampire. And I'm going to think about it later because I have stuff to do. Yeah, which is so fascinating that she like, she knows she can't deal with these feelings right now. Uh-huh. She's like, I have emotions that I need to, I need to deal with at some point, but I'll do it, uh, after I can leave this place and forget about you. Uh-huh. And he, he asks if they could do one more day, just like this, after the vampire's death. Oh. And she's, like, kind of taken aback, and then agrees, and they make a promise to do this again. Yeah, which, oh, is just... Mm -hmm. is again a thing where it's like okay like maybe they do but it's so clear that it is Shiki saying like I really I hope that we both live through this and also that like you don't just leave immediately mm -hmm. that like even like we're not yeah it's maybe Shiki hopes that there's a relationship there but he's it's like, more hopeful than her yeah but it's, it's, I, I want one more day, even if that's all it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is, which is, I think what made me write down, I absolutely adore relationships with end dates. It's <laughs> so sad, not, man. Not IRL. I want to live with you forever. And I love you. love you. But in, in stuff like this, which is just like, air is a very formative game slash, uh, <laughs> Uh, anime for me. Um, Bonus which is... episode. Hmm? Bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, us <laughs> curled up together watching air and then talking about it. Mm -hmm. I would love to. <laughs> I don't... Uh, disclaimer, I have not watched air in 15 years. Disclaimer, can it be worse than Tsukihime? It is absolutely not worse than Tsukihime. <laughs> It's just like I, there's probably stuff in there that's really gross. Mm -hmm. Um, at the very least, content warning for extremely uh het pairing, <laughs> which is also this game. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So they leave the school. It's dark out. Shiki's like, "Okay, let's uh let's go looking." She says, "Arcee to Arcee," it says, "No," and runs away. And so he chases her to the park. <laughs> Um, and he's he's you know he had a he he's had a long week he's like collapses on a park bench and he's like okay okay i gotta i gotta take a fucking second here 
And then when he, he rests, and he's like, it's time to go. And she's like, no. And she wastes more time telling him about how she got hit on by a guy. And she, like, chatted with the uh, guy yesterday when he didn't, when Shiki didn't show up. And then uh, when she was done talking to him, wiped his memories and uh-huh. had, made him leave. Which, that'd be, wouldn't that be nice if, like, creepy dudes, you could just, like, wipe their memories and make them walk away? Uh-huh. That rules. That would be awesome. And we find out that she, the reason that she's so stubbornly waiting is because she's waiting for 10, 10 o'clock. That when they promised that they would meet at the park at 10, she won't break that promise. Ben, Arcade is legitimately the best. She's a treasure. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep your promise to meet at the park at 10. So he's like, are you, this is so ridiculous. Are are you sure you're a vampire? He asks again, uh, because he equates anything besides being a monster with be- not being a vampire, I guess. He's still stuck on that. And she's like, maybe I'm not a vampire. We should give it a shot. Shall we see if I really can drink blood? If I can, you should give me a prize. And she like, this is this is a great turn. She steps in close to him and he freezes in place. And starts, like, fucking stuttering over his words. What? She, she's, not even using her, she's not even using her mystic eyes. And he's still all, like, completely thrown by this. And she, like, leans into his ear and she whispers, Shiki, you said I wasn't a full vampire, but, you know, drinking blood is very easy. Hey, Ben, real quick. Uh-huh. This is way sexier than any of the sex scenes of this Absolutely. game. Absolutely! I was like, finally, finally some good fucking food. It's so tense. Uh-huh. And like, His, and like, also like, ready to stop. It's so charged. Uh-huh. And yeah, he, he doesn't say a word because, and he's, uh, he's thinking that it's because he doesn't want her to stop. And she starts to like get nervous, even though he's not. And then she starts, like, breathing heavy. And she's, like, pants out. It was supposed to be a joke. And she digs her nails into his shoulders. <laughs> Very suddenly. And he starts freaking out. And Shiki's like, hey, can you uh, let me go? And she just starts mumbling his name. <laughs> and won't let go. And she's, like, holding on to his arms so hard that his hands are numb. And her teeth are, like, grazing his throat. <laughs> This is the this is the sexiest part of the game, absolutely. It, oh my god. This this scene is like, oh, you you can write This is a different world. You can write sexy. You just don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> um but also yeah, again, it's so tense and it just It's rules. also terrifying, is the thing. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know, it maybe not a coincidence that one of the only good sex scenes in Fate Stay Night is also horror. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like it's super scary, it's super tense, and also like so charged. Yeah, because she's very clearly losing control of herself in a way that um we have not seen her really do before. Yeah, and it's not clear how much that is like, oh, I like you, and like and how much of it is like I just mm, blood dice uh-huh. good. <laughs> You look delicious tonight. Yeah. But she doesn't bite him. She throws herself backwards and 
freaks out and her hands are dripping with blood <laughs> from uh, where she was like digging her nails into him. And he's like, ha ha, ah, no, it's fine. <laughs> that was fine. Don't, don't worry about it. And she's really upset about it. And she says, you go home. And then she runs away faster than he could possibly follow. Uh, but he chases anyway. Of course. Where did you go looking for Archeid? Her um, apartment? So f- the commercial a- district or the school? Uh, first at her apartment. Mm-hmm. What did it, what happens there? Uh, it's the same bad end as earlier where, um, let's see. You go to her apartment. She's not there. Day 10, uh, you go to school and exactly the same. Like, you pass out in class. Uh, uh Kohaku yeah. shows up and then Dark you die in the hallway. Night. I see. Uh, what happens if you go looking at the school? Um, let's see. Uh, short bad end. I think it's just, uh, it cuts, no Kohaku showing up, you just get murked by, uh, I, I don't remember if it shows, uh, guy in bandages. I don't think it does. Then it's just like, oh, you got stabbed and now you're dead. I wrote down in this one, uh, come on, I just want the arc eats in bad end, please. I'm so thirsty. I'm as thirsty as she is. <laughs> um... The the lesson for this one also is something. The CL lesson. She she says, in other words, she got hungry, so she went into the alley to do some sucking. What? <laughs> CL? CL's so mean to Arcuid. Uh-huh. Somebody, our, our one listener, I'm sorry, I have a task for you. I have homework. Mm-hmm. Um... Before our next route, please make a supercut of all the different ways I've pronounced your name. <laughs> That's going to take a long time. Okay, so the the correct answer for finding her is to go to the commercial district. Mm-hmm. So Because he's like, maybe she's going out to look for the dead on her own. Because he hasn't really, somehow he hasn't really grokked just how messed up she was in that moment. So yeah, he takes he... his glasses off and goes for hunting. Which the first part of this is fine. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is where it all starts to go downhill. This is where the monkey paw starts to curl <sighs> for me. Uh-huh. He doesn't find anything for a bit, but then he feels a lot of death lines uh, down an alley, as if someone's fighting a bunch of dead. So... He gets this very strong instinct to uh, run, run away as fast as he can. But he runs Which in instead. Fair. Like, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't put yourself in every dangerous situation you can find. Mm-hmm. He comes in just in time to see her finish, like, tearing apart an entire group of the dead. And she's panting and staring at the moon. <laughs> And she turns to look at him, and her pupils are golden now, and the whites of her eyes are red. Her sprite is very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is also it is a, great. Like, she's visibly not human. Uh-huh. In a way that, like, listen, like, red eyes and, and uh, she's not, like, you know, a human normally, but this mm-hmm. is like, oh, she, she can't be human. Mm-hmm. There's something there that is, like, 
yeah, that is more, um, I hesitate to say bestial because that comes up in another context later, but she's, she's definitely a, a vampire in this, in this uh -huh. moment. She is a predator that preys on humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And he is trapped in place by her mystic eyes of enchantment, which, uh, we should, again, note, she are way, way stronger than any dead apostle's eyes. He cannot resist the her. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I think uh -huh. yeah. I think she does say that she, like he couldn't. I'm I'm still unsure as to how much it is if he really wanted to, he might be able to at least resist some of the effects. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it comes down to with the upcoming choice. Yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Is uh, that's how much he could resist. <sighs> so yeah, he every fiber in his being says he should kill the th the monster in front of him, and then he goes into uh, blood murder pervert mode, which is yeah. This moment is interesting because of things we learn later. <laughs> mm -hmm. Uh, but is yeah is like I don't know. It's uh... yeah. I wrote. Luckily for his useless ass, she snaps out of it. Unluckily for her, he doesn't. Uh huh. And he attacks her. Uh, and I was like, oh, geez. And then he starts sexually assaulting her. Uh-huh. Uh, ha ha ha, this really sucks is the only thing I write down for this. Because... Yep. Uh-huh, uh uh-huh. And she doesn't really move to resist him at all. Uh, she just cries and begs, and it sucks. It's so uncomfortable. It's very bad. And it's like, this is one of the, the scenes that has uh, naked sprites. <laughs> like, CGs. Yeah. It, and it's, <sighs> this is, this is a, this is supposed to be sexy? Yeah, there's, um, we're sure gonna have a, a scene like this in, in, um, Stay Night as well. Although, not this bad. Mm -hmm. um, it's bad. But, yeah. This is bad. This is, this just, ugh. I this is this is the moment where I was like, oh, this this sucks. Yeah. I don't know that that this game is good or worth uh -huh. it. Yeah, I, I, like I, I've said, I'm higher on Tsukihime than you. But this is the moment where I was like, you do we? Oh, like the end picks it back up for me a little bit, you know what I mean? The last yeah. couple days, but yeah. this is like really a low point for the the whole thing. Yeah. And so, it's yeah. There is a choice to keep going or stop, but either way, there is a good like I don't know, like there's at least one or two CGs and like several pages of text of Shiki assaulting Arcade. Arcade. Yeah. It's um, bad. What? Yeah, sucks. Like, I don't. Is there anything we have to talk about with the? Okay, yeah. There's a whole thing that happens if you do uh, choose to continue assaulting her. Great. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this and then go on to that. Yeah. How's that sound? Mm -hmm. So, Shiki manages to pull himself well, together. Yeah. So if you choose, if you choose to stop, which. Please do. Uh -huh. If I don't, it's a bad end know. if you don't. It leads to a bad end if you don't. Yeah. You're not supposed but, to do that. I don't but know. I, it does give like, you more CGs. 
I don't know that I love even the idea of this content being on a bad end. Yeah. Um, but that there is some of it on this end, no matter what, or on this route, no matter what yeah. you do, just sucks. It does. It like contextualizes the character in a way, and they do kind of like half back out of it, right? Because he does, he fall like pushes himself I... off of her, and starts panicking about what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says that she made him do it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> she used her mystic eyes of enchantment to force him to go into a feral horny mode, apparently. Which I While don't. While she was out of control of herself. I don't know is true. <laughs> I think it's true. You know what I mean? But I do think that. I think for the story, it is truly what happened, but that for the writing, it is bad. It's a bad excuse, and it's bad writing. Yeah, I just hate, I just really hate that it, that Shiki's the one who assaulted her, and then it's like, oh no, it's fine, because it's her fault. Yeah, no, it's, that's what I'm saying. I think that in, in the canon of this story, I don't think it's supposed to be she's lying to make him feel better in this moment. Yeah, but I I guess I read that as I don't know how much how much it is unclear how much Shiki did this with just the tiniest of pushes Mm -hmm. and how much it is. Oh, yeah, like I my eyes are really powerful and Shiki couldn't resist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. The lesson at the bad end does say that he was under a spell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, But that he should try harder to resist. Yeah. So I'm not here giving it him a pass for doing this. You know what I mean? But I am more disappointed in the writing writing and the the reasoning behind it than anything else. Yeah. The fact that someone decided that this was a scene that had to exist. That's fair. I think I just... Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that is that is. I was so put off slash just like, yeah. I I did not stick around for that explanation and accept it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like a yeah. It yeah. Yeah. I'm almost more disappointed in him because of of what something that happens later with the last sex scene in this game. Uh huh. That I am. That with this. also sucks. Uh huh. Because I was willing to give the character some credit. Mm-hmm. God. Okay, okay. I, so, before we, this, this scene made me write down, I'm glad I read Stay Night first, because I probably would hate Nasu if I'd read Skime first. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, yeah, it, it's rough. I don't, you do not love to see it. He says that... I wrote down that this is just bad consent all around, for sure. Uh Uh-huh. He's worried that he took advantage of the excuse of the mind control powers. And she says... Is what makes me give him less credit. Yeah. Although, if if you were forced to do something horrible, I could see yourself, you, like, blaming yourself for it. Too. Yeah, you know that's what I mean. Fair. Because I'm... to be fair, she is a, a magical creature with magical mind control powers that did force him to do something horrible. So yeah. even though she is the victim in this, he, you can read in some ways that he is also victimized yes. and blaming himself. 
Yeah. It's just oh, horrible he's, for yeah. everyone. He's definitely blaming himself. Which, I don't, yeah, listen, maybe he should be. Yeah, no, I, I think... Yeah, I think he should a bit, but I I'm hesitant to play to like totally disregard the explanation that Archeid gives. Yeah, and again, I think this was probably a like <sighs> unforgivable I, scene, all told. Yeah, I I think it's a um I kind of yeah I saw what happened and it was like fuck Shiki and mm-hmm. the explanation afterward was like I guess but yeah. like still yeah, fuck Shiki mm-hmm. so he's like what what can I do and she's like just forget about it and leaves and he doesn't chase her this time which yeah right. yeah <sighs> well we did it Ben well we still gotta talk about that bad end Oh, are we doing that now? Yeah. I guess we can skip around. To... Yeah, there's not much we have to... It's like the scene continues. There's some more CGs. It's somehow even worse. And it then is like, it pretty it much is, ends the same way. I, I feel like it. it is very... Yeah, it's really gross. And it... I... So I... I think I... I don't remember if I finished the game before going back for this bad end or what. But um, the, the extended version of this scene where you where shiki doesn't stop definitely feels more like this is a thing that shiki is doing willingly mm-hmm. and is yeah it's just ugh, it's mm-hmm. really gross it's so much worse um yeah so he goes to goes home goes to sleep day 10 starts it's like a, it's a fake out day again mm-hmm. um he feels shitty which he should and he's like i'm never gonna see arkia again which, yeah, uh, Maybe I, that's a fair shouldn't. assumption. Uh-huh. So, here, okay, we get some stuff that is going to come up on the real day 10, so I'm not going to cover all of it. Yeah. Let's see. The thing that is, yeah, so school happens, some stuff happens at school. He goes to the park and, like, waits for her for hours, and she shows up like nothing's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. She's being playful, and he's like, oh, I was worried you I, that I'd never see you again. And she's like, why? Just because I was a little late? And he's like, no, because of the thing that happened last night. And she, like, her mood just takes, drops completely. And she's like, you were supposed to forget about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think this happens on the normal route as well. Yeah, this part does um, too. And so we can talk about it more then, uh-huh. which is... Just another example of her not understanding humans. Mm-hmm. So, this scene that does happen in the real day 10 is interrupted by a swarm of the dead. It's the same as yesterday. They, like, came back to life because she didn't make sure that they were actually fully dead because she was distracted. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Shiki is hesitating, Ark is losing, he does manage to pull it together in time to save her, and she finally snaps and jumps on him. And it says that her touch is so cold that his body aches and creaks, and she tears his throat open. Uh, and die. he dies. There is no sexiness in this compared to the earlier almost blood-drinking scene. Yeah. And it is- the- I wrote down, I got my monkey's paw wish. Finally. Uh, yeah. This is like, I don't know. It it's not enough to make up for what got us here, uh-huh. but 
it's something. <laughs> uh-huh. He, I knew that she was going to kill him in one of these. Yeah. God. It's, yeah, it's an interesting, like, oh, I don't, yeah, again, I, like, I wish that if if this scene had to be in the game, make it a thing where the entirety of it is behind a choice. Yeah, and, like, that please leads don't to a give bad us CGs. End. Because it, it I don't su- need CGs and, like, for this. The rest of the scene is worse, definitely. Yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, he only sexually assaulted you a little bit, so you still love him, versus, uh-huh. like, oh, he sexually assaulted you a lot, therefore your bond is broken. Mm-hmm. It's they, just... They make a, a line as if penetration is the thing that makes it rape. Yeah. Um, and act like... It, it seems pretty clear that the they see the other one as bad but forgivable, but the continuing to penetration as being the like unforgivable one and i'm like i don't think that line is as clear as you think it is friends uh-huh yeah it yeah Ugh. yeah yeah i don't know anyway we get the uh a cl lesson lesson cl's like well i i fucking archaeid of course is gonna kill you and i'm like listen i don't agree that this one was archaeid's fault uh-huh I know you don't like her CL, but come on. And then she does say, like, you were enchanted by her the other day, but don't be that much of a freak. Come on. Which is, huh. yeah, uh-huh. I don't know that that, yeah, is fair. Maybe don't. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it uh, it feels bad. And that's yeah. the that's the day nine bad end, and that's all a day nine. Once again, the the uh, continue not bad end version of this scene almost almost like broke me on this game. The yeah, it's just yeah. Mm-hmm. It again, has... there's some good stuff in the last three days yeah. or two yeah. days, but and let's, we'll get there. But let's talk about where we're at with the Archaid route so far because we're gonna end this episode. Yes. Where are you at with the Archaid arc so far? High highs and and just the lowest lows, Ben. Even lower lows. Uh, this yeah. sure is a heck of a note to end on. This um, is the worst that it gets. Yeah. Like, there is some not great stuff well, in the future. Ben, mm-hmm. I want to say this is the worst that this route gets. Yeah, well, yeah, uh-huh. I'm terrified. <laughs> After this, I'm terrified of I, what could happen listen, in the future. I'm really hoping that the the information I've heard is uh, exaggerated or uh, in some way that, like, it's not as bad as I've heard. Uh-huh. But that is not what I've heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this is the worst that the Arcade route gets. Um there's some like not great stuff in the future, but like it's this is this is they've got a lot of climbing to do to get back up to something that I can actually enjoy. Uh-huh. And not feel horrible about subjecting people to. Yeah. I think this is this is the stuff that made me go The first sex scene was like, okay, this is like awkward but skippable. Mm-hmm. And, like, is also, like, kind of par for the course. Yeah. It doesn't really I don't, matter. I don't love it, but also it's not, like, yeah. It's not a thing that, you like, you have to read because there is important stuff in there. This is a story-relevant sexual assault. Yeah, which I hate those <laughs> I, words. I hate it so much. 
but oh. yeah, this is the thing that made me say at the top of episode one, maybe don't play this game. Mm-hmm. Because it might not be worth it. I don't, and I don't want to say that zero, yeah, that it, I guess it just matters your tolerance for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. My tolerance for, yeah, some of the, some similar things in Heaven's Feel was higher because it wasn't the protagonist doing it, and also it definitely didn't go this far. Mm-hmm. But also, like, yeah, it, it depends on where your tolerance is. I don't, I love a lot of this route. I absolutely adore Arcade. I don't love, I don't love the places like this that it goes that are, is just, we're, we're making a game, yeah, where where Arcoid is completely robbed of agency for no real reason. She's a monster. She should be able to do anything. Yeah. In moments like this. Uh, it's... To speculate a little bit about the upcoming remake, I expect that this whole section is rewritten and refocused around her bloodlust yeah which That's feels my guess. feels right and like it touches on similar like themes of being out of control and losing uh control to the point where consent and being okay isn't an issue to you anymore you know what i mean without being gross with i hope without being gross and leering and horrible in the same way yeah there's a like there's a version of the this that is just like oh she can pursued her and she can't control herself mm-hmm. and rips his throat out and like cool then you get the bad end you get the yeah you get everything you don't need to you don't need this scene yeah it's like a lot of the things with it in this route a lot of it is about loss of self-control right mm-hmm. especially for Arceid and mm-hmm. a little bit for Shiki too the first time he sees her he completely loses control of himself and it in a very sexual way, without being actually about sex, right? Yeah. Um. So, I get it, and I'm not totally opposed to the ideas that they're playing with, given that this is a M- M-rated visual novel for adults to play, right? Uh-huh. I think it's handled horrifically, and in a uh-huh. very leering and disgusting way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah, and and also, I think that the back half of this story is about Archeid losing control and losing whatever, like, small bit of her acts human. You know what I mean? It is it is about that in a major way. And I think it's stupid that then Shiki is the one instigating the loss of control monster moment. Yeah, which <laughs> is like, I I don't know that if this was the opposite scene, I would be here being like, ah, oh, yes, Tsukihime, completely unproblematic. Oh, absolutely not. I think I would definitely not be this negative on it, though. Mm-hmm. Which, I, yeah, is like, I don't know, maybe that is a bad thing to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, come cancel me. <laughs> but I think part of what sucks so bad is that, like, I'm supposed to especially in sex scenes i'm supposed to be shiki Mm -hmm. and that sucks (laughs) i don't arcade is often robbed of her ability to do anything she is supposed to be the most powerful creature we've ever laid eyes on 
Mm-hmm. Right. But she is constantly at Shiki's beck and call. Mm-hmm. Everything that she does is because of something Shiki does, right? Mm-hmm. Even though the story is supposed to be about her, or the this end bit goes into a lot of stuff about her losing control, it's always instigated by Shiki in some way. Yeah. And I don't like that. I think that there would be interesting stuff to tell, uh, stories to tell about a vampire losing control, right? And being afraid mm-hmm. of that. But it sucks that it's told through... Like, obviously, they're not going to tell a story where the main character boy that you're supposed to be gets sexually assaulted. Uh, um, like, they're not mm-hmm. going to tell that story. Hey, because ben, it's uh, not the kind we'll of thing We'll talk about that when we play Fate Stay Night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like, at, at this point in time, they are, they are not... They are not advanced enough to actually use these scenes for good storytelling purposes. This is a this is a dodge to make it palatable to the men that they assume will be playing this game. Yes. To make it to try and make a story about loss of control that involves sexual assault, but make it titillating as well. And make it mm-hmm. like palatable to the kinds of people who would enjoy a s- fucking sexual assault scene, a rape scene. Uh-huh. Mhm. It yeah. Yep. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, so I I think it's a playing with fire it doesn't know how to deal with and uh don't give me fucking CGs for this shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not li- especially not like I I assume they think this is sexy. Yeah, it oh. The worst yeah, I It's I a lot know. of I it's a lot about framing is is the problem. Again, I don't yes. think that using I don't this is a story for adults and I don't think that sexual assault should be off the table as a storytelling tool. Though they should content for it. Yeah, yeah, I can I can But this yeah. is bad. I think yeah, a lot of what makes me so uncomfortable is like the framing and and the context in which I listen I am playing this game and like I know what this is supposed to be and it is supposed to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And I do not find it sexy. <laughs> mm-hmm. These are the moments where the nature of this being a H game is very much holding it back, right? Yes. Because if they didn't feel the need to make this sexy for for the people, the supposed fans, then they could play this is a horror game uh-huh they could go interesting places with it but they constantly have to drag it back to this well of the only way people are going to play it is if it's got fucking titties all over it and yeah. it just degrades it enormously yep <sighs> big shame uh... i'm still mad the one the highest uh high Oh, uh-huh. the good Archie it almost bites him scene, and then the lowest uh-huh. lows, and like yeah, all of the all of the philosophical stuff on is also day nine, right? Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Or a lot of it, a lot Some of, of my just like stuff. good meaty discussions, and then fucking yeah, it, mm-hmm. bad, bad. Um, I look forward to them getting. I look forward to them getting better at uh, writing and, uh-huh. and more considerate of things in the future. I do think I have complex feelings about how the series has moved into a PG-13 direction. 
Mm-hmm. Because I do think that there are things they can discuss that, if they were willing to do the work, could be discussed and done better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I think it's a shame that the they ended up just abandoning all attempts at actual sex scenes for, like, PG-13 cheesecake. Yeah, I certainly think that there's like there's a different modern get a different has a audience, very different vibe, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'm not exactly out here looking to fucking '90s arrogs for titillation, but um, yeah, I I do think that uh, it, it took a very hmm. Well, I I'm the kind of person who thinks that grand order shouldn't be pg-13 or shouldn't be a like t rated t for teen game you know what i mean mm-hmm. i i think that it could talk about its themes a little bit better if it wasn't holding itself back to make it so that children can gamble yeah um yeah i don't know just kind of navel gazing a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah i think that's uh where we're gonna end this episode after a long uh-huh. discussion about how bad it's gotten. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. Next time we will do day 10, 11, and 11, part 2. The ending and uh, do wrap up on the Archeid route. Talk about getting ready for the CL route. Yeah, we actually have a set amount that we can promise next time. Uh-huh. If you enjoyed any part of this, you can find me on Twitter at Fennec underscore Fox. And you can find me at Ben Ends, and you can also find my not-safe-for-work writing at Doomgender. One day, let's meet in the digital sea. <laughs>